It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Hello, Brooklyn. How you doing? You where you going? Can I come to? If I can't, I'm going to be your Shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead, hit me. I'm rapping MVP. 
Niggas on both sides, right above the gold wires, I four five em. Kill a nigga on my shoulder, really do it, that's the true meaning of a ghost rider. Ten G's to take your daughter out of Air Forces. Believe you me, homie, I know all about losses. I'm from Compton, where the wrong colors be cautious. One phone call, I hand your body dumped in Marcy. I stay strapped like car seats, been banging since my little nigga Rob got killed for his Barclays. That's ten years, I told Boo in 95, I'll kill you if you try me for my Air Max 95s. Told Banks when I met him, I'ma ride, and if I gotta die, I'd rather homicide. I ain't had 50 cent with my grandmama died, now I'm going back to Cali with my Jacob on. See how time flies. The underdogs on top, and I'm gon' shine, homie, until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Feel the love of the underdogs on top, and I'm gon' shine, homie, until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Folks, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan, and this is your Monday episode. This is Thanksgiving week, folks. This is potentially the best week or the worst week that you've been through in one year. That's right. You could either love spending time with your family or seriously not look forward to spending time with your family. Regardless, you will be spending time with me, with us. We are here for you all week long because we know you might need it. And this is going to be this is going to be a great week of shows because not only do we have the pop culture roundup today and we have a couple special guests, but then all week we have special episodes that you can put on at any point and just say, you know, something's going wrong at the dinner table. Somebody brings up Kanye in the wrong context. You can say, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm full. And then go throw yourself on the cot or whatever your parents have put you out on. And you can just fire up so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. And we got you covered all week long. We'll be doing movie recaps with Annabelle DeSisto. We'll be digging deep into the Vanderpump Rules archive. And we just have a lot of great shows coming up. We are not taking any sort of break this uh, Thanksgiving because, frankly, folks, I mentally can't handle a break. Uh, we even have my trainer on today, you guys, Barack Little, who actually has done so much in changing my life for the better in the last couple of months, and I'll go into that a little bit later. But we're going to start off with some pop culture stories, and uh, you know, Sophie Ross does our pop culture roundup. But we also have two ladies on the show today that Maritza introduced me to that camped out for the Harry Styles concert at the Los Angeles Forum, the Kia Forum, as it uh, is now called. Last week, they camped out overnight, and we get a first-person account of the Harry Styles concert. And you know how much music means to me. It means to all of us. That's why I always start the show with a mashup, because you have to start your day with some sort of music, and if you can jam a bunch of different styles into one song, the better you're going to be for it. Uh, let's see here. Over the weekend, if you are a Patreon member, hello, baddies. Thank you so much. Patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I did one of my... <laughs> it's so sad when you're like, I really worked hard on a Kardashian recap this week. The Kardashians did their sixth episode <laughs> revolving around the Met and Kim dressing as Marilyn Monroe. And if you want to hear me 
lose my living shit, please sign up for the Patreon. There's a lot of special things happening, and you'll be uh, mailed a holiday card for this holiday season. I wish this is the point in the show where I could actually talk to you guys, because I feel actually so close to you, even though I don't really get to see you, but I know you're there, and I want to know what you guys are doing this week. I get to see some of you on Instagram, and I get to talk to some some of you on Patreon, but I want to know where you're traveling. Are people traveling to you? What are your nerves this week? Do you Is this any different of a week than it is any other week? Uh, and is this just a warm-up for the holidays in December? Who knows? But please give me all, all of your stories this week. I would love to share them next week on the podcast. So before we start in the pop culture roundup with Sophie Ross, which we'll jump right into in just one second, I swear to God, it's not going to be 40 minutes later, I swear to God. But if you do like this podcast, please leave it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really, really, really does help. I've talked to so many podcasters over the last couple of years, and I've talked to so many podcasters that are still just getting their start. And it is so important to encourage these people. I mean, some of these people, you don't. let's not encourage them, but most of the people are really, really good, and they found something they really, really love. So if you love listening to them, please go and support them. And uh, that's why I always love to try to feature as many people as I can, also myself, wink, uh, oh my God, you guys, I watched Wayne's World this weekend. I hadn't watched that in like 20 plus years and it still holds up. Wayne's World. Okay, let's do a few news stories before we get to Sophie. And actually, we talk about this news story uh, with Sophie today, but I wanted to get uh, some more clarity on this. And we do a story about Erica Jane from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, I'm getting so much dick. Yeah, it's me, Erica Jane. So there was a news story. Uh, that her diamond earrings that she bitched and moaned about all season long, they're going to be auctioned at a way lesser than purchase price. And she said they that they were bought for $750,000. And then in this season of Beverly Hills, she told Garcelle they were worth one point three. Well, turns out they're going to be auctioned off at between $250,000 and $350,000. So that is a hell of a Black Friday price. I put this question to my Instagram followers. And Angela Schultz wrote me back and she said, Hi, Ryan. I've worked in the jewelry business almost 20 years, so I can explain a little. The cut of her diamonds are princess cut. This was the hot cut in the early to mid-2000s. Now it's one of the least desirable because they have a flat tabletop that isn't very sparkly. Kind of like Erica Jane. Um, between no one wanting princess cut anymore and many princess cut owners trying to sell theirs, it's caused the value of them to plummet. So while she bought them at 750,000 at their peak and they were appraised really high, the resale value on them now is minimal. I hope this helps. Love your page. Um, Guys, I don't know the first thing about jewelry. I still have the puka shells I bought on a Hawaiian vacation with my parents when I was in the seventh grade. So that's my extent of jewelry. I'm just saying that I guess purses are the thing to invest in. These jewelry, and by the way, you guys, at the end of the day, don't feel bad for Erica Jane. She was at the Elton John concert tonight, Dodger Stadium with Diana Jenkins. I will take you at least Lisa to the Elton John because I am friends with him. He, 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 and Asher. Lisa Rinna and uh, Erica Jane went with Diana Jenkins tonight to the Elton John, his final North American show. Uh, and you saw them posting on their stories and it just 
chapped my hide. And I will bet you dollars to donuts that Diana Jenkins buys those earrings back for Erica Jane for the holiday season. I know these diamonds mean everything to you. My imitation, by the way, I'm so out of practice on Beverly Hills imitations now after taking a month break that I don't even know what that was. Uh, so, Diana, I apologize. Asher, what up, bro? Um, so uh, that's something about the Erica Jane jewelry that I found fascinating and something that I don't truly know about. I don't know a lot about jewelry, so I'm always happy to learn. Congratulations goes out to Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm. She got married this weekend, you guys. She's finally uh, had sex for the first time. She marries Brett Randall in Mexico ceremony. Uh, page six is reporting. I do. Uh, we're told the Southern Charm star 32 and Randall 36 tied the knot at a destination wedding in Riviera Maya. That's ballsy. A destination wedding the week before Thanksgiving. Uh, the lovebirds were surrounded by family members and close friends like Shep. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Madison. How long will we be able to tease Austin about that? Remember, what I'm referring to, of course, is Austin when he got busted with two girls in his bed by Madison when they were dating. And he was like, Madison, Madison, you don't understand, Madison. No, it's my boner is a natural thing, Madison. You don't even get it. What are you doing here? 7.30 in the morning, these girls fell out of the ceiling, Madison. Anyways, uh, Madison says it was a very special. <laughs> it was a very special moment for my family. We traveled a good bit around the world, and I kind of thought it would possibly happen then. But I think it happens when you least expect it. This was her engagement announcement, and now they've actually made it uh, to the altar, and they are married. And this looks like awesome because her 10 year old son loves this dude and he's hot and he's Mormon supposedly. I mean the hot supposedly. I, I know he's Mormon. Um, so congratulations to Madison LaCroix. I met her at BravoCon and she was super, super nice. And I just said, you look like you're the only person that's actually enjoying the Southern Charm reunion. Also, I want to talk to you about this thing that kept getting sent to me this weekend. And I love when I get sent these things because it makes me feel a little bit better. Okay, you guys know Shep Rose from Southern Charm. He's been on the show. I like Shep. He's actually just broke up with Taylor months and months ago. And he did this bad thing where he went on social media, as we all do. And I could just end the sentence there because that's usually where most bad things start and finish. And he tweets this because there was a uh, Chicks in the Office tweet that says, Pete moves fast and had a picture of Pete with Harry Styles. Now, LOL, gay, whatever. Weak joke from Chicks from the Office, but whatever. He goes, guess I'm an old fucker, but I feel like if I walk into a room and these two guys are there looking like this, I have zero anxiety about trying to get the girl. I mean, zero. I know their resume is impressive, but... And then he did the emoji of the, like, two arms up, like, huh? Strip away the celebrity for a second and consider it. Okay, now here's the deal. I like Shep a lot, but Shep is so far in the wrong and showing his ass in such a bad way right here. He's like, bro, first off, you're a cool dude, right? But strip away your celebrity for a second in the reality show field, you're fucked in so many ways, especially as you get older. If you cannot understand the appeal of Pete Davidson and Harry Styles, I don't know what to tell you. First off, if you strip away their talent, well, that's a huge part of it right there, right? Right? But also their personality just can't strip those away. And they both seem to have, frustratingly enough, good personalities. 
already. And they're, Shep, bro, you're not Brad Pitt. So, like, you got to work. Like, dude, if these guys showed up to any party I was at and I had no idea who the fuck they were, I'd leave that party and go, I'm fucked in the sense of getting any kind of lady to even look my way whatever event this is like I mean like I would be out the door and this is me not even knowing anything about them so Shep is that kind of cocky and this is we usually see this kind of ego just with housewives and I really appreciate when you see it in men and you usually see it in southern men because we're running into this same kind of attitude with Craig Conover on Winter House right like I'm Craig brah I'm a pillow king dog and Shep is sitting like, Shep, like, I like Shep. This is what kills me is that don't write this shit down. Say this shit to your friend. Call your friend up and say, yo, dude, I think, <laughs> I think that I'm better than, uh, you know, Brad Pitt. I think I'm better looking. And just have your bro go, okay, man, that's cool. Why don't we not talk about this with other people? And we'll just keep this between us. But yeah, I, probably you're a good guy. You know what I'm saying? Call your friend up, especially it's hard over the holidays. Don't tweet shit like this. You're going to lose. If you can't understand the appeal of Pete Davidson and Harry Styles, even without their talent, then you're already lost. And bro, I don't want you to be lost at all. And bro, you're already, you know, what did, what did Taylor say? You, you've slept with 300 hues. Um, so he, he's done fine. But as you get older, I mean, you would think you would soften. You would think... I mean, I guess we we all do this. We build this tough exterior turtle shell as we get older because we're so scared. I mean, I'm talking about myself, too. We're so scared to open up. We're so scared to let anybody in. I'm literally talking to myself right now. And sometimes it's fun, but sometimes you end up saying stupid shit like that or you start a podcast about reality shows. Uh, I wanted to <laughs> do those two stories before we get right into our guest She's back. She's here every two weeks now. Sophie Ross from the podcast. So true with Sophie Ross this week. She's going to be doing a solo episode. Also, shout out. Happy 90th birthday to Sophie's Nana. And we talk about that and we talk about so many other things. And this is just a good conversation that I always enjoy having with Sophie. And it revolves around pop culture. And plus, uh, I don't know if this will be on YouTube tomorrow, but you'll see her dad make a couple of surprise appearances and I got kind of nervous. I got to tell you, I was like, oh, my God, because I've met Sophie's mom before, but I have not met Sophie's dad. So we talk about everything. We talk about Bravo. We talk about pop culture. We talk about the breakup between Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. Uh, so enjoy this interview. We're going to have a commercial after that. And then we're going to come back. We're going to hit my trainer up, Barack, who you're going to love. And I'm going to make you listen to him because he's just a cool dude. And then we're going to have two girls in their first person account of a night camping out for the Harry Styles concert last week. This is an all-around amazing pop culture show, and you're going to enjoy it. Enjoy your Thanksgiving week. Here is Sophie Ross. You guys, welcome to a holiday episode of So Bad It's Good Pop Culture Roundup. We haven't talked to her in two weeks. I'm desperate to talk to her. So much has happened. She's been off celebrating Nana's 90th birthday uh, in Atlanta, we've got to find all up. I mean, I know the Daily Mail didn't have any articles about Nana's 90th birthday that Sophie was celebrating. And I'm so livid, but we have to talk so much about so many things that have happened in the last two weeks. Plus, you've got to know that this Tuesday, So True with Sophie Ross, her podcast is doing a solo episode. So, you know, those are always good. So subscribe, subscribe now. And you get to listen to that. If you want to take a break from your family at Thanksgiving dinner and you can go listen to a solo episode.
episode and go back to your peaceful state because dinner table arguments during Thanksgiving really tend to pop up. But you know her from her Substack. You know her from her Twitter, which who knows if Twitter is still going to be around next week. The one and only Sophie Ross. Sophie, what is going on? Wow, what an intro. I got it. You know what? When I don't talk to you for a week, it just it 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 just it, it, <laughs> it quells up and sa- it pours out of me just 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 like the diet coke that I've been drinking nonstop. Um, um it's yeah, it's really weird that the Daily Mail like hasn't published photos from um Nana Jenny's birthday party. Respect, respect. First time they've been respectful on this issue in so long. There was paparazzi there, and we were like getting out of the car. I was wearing like Balenciaga. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like shoe pants, and I was getting out like this, like covering my face. Well, also um, they they they've shown restraint. In fact, uh, that Nana is with Pete Davidson uh, <laughs> as well, and they've shown incredible restraint, which I just so appreciate. With the uh, with you know, by the way, as a ninety year old, what I mean, did she give you any words of advice this uh, when you celebrated? What did she say to you? Anything oh, of was, wisdom? First of all, it was at her the senior care living center that her and my grandpa worked out so that was wild we walked in like the dining room and because we had to like walk through the dining room to get to like where the where the little private party was and everyone's eyes it felt like that I think there is a horror movie about like (laughs) nursing home crazy crazy um elderly people but yeah, so we, it was like me, my cousins, my parents, all the aunts and uncles and everyone gave really sweet speeches and it made me teary eyed and yeah. And go to my Twitter. I post this on Twitter. My grandpa serenaded my grandma and it was so sweet. Was so, it water, watermelon sugar? What was it? What song? <laughs> it was like. You're my bread when I'm hungry. Oh. My dad is listening, my dad is listening to this, and we've been like what coming if, all day. What if it was suit and tie, hair slick back? God drives me wild. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. I mean, 90 years old on this earth is amazing. And what what a gift. And I'm sure she's been amazing to you, you and your family your whole life. I I was actually looking at that at the picture and I was like, you guys have such a cool family, it seems like. Um, what were you about to say? I was just about to say that, you know, everyone gave really great speeches. My dad. Did you and give my a speech? Uncle. No, it was just the kids did. The original three kids. Okay. And um, one of the nursing home friends was like, just so you know, you have a great family. And I was like, I need to remember that sometimes when I'm I know. <laughs> By the way, no, that is a, actually, that is the overall lesson of this week. these week's episodes is like, remember that no matter how hard the family gets this week, you, we are grateful to have them. Yes. Uh, and be grateful that you're not the Kardashians. I really truly believe that we have the, by the way, also, did you promote any of our podcasts, your podcast with at the nursing home? Do they know what podcasts are? My oh. grandma doesn't. She's 98 years old and it's, we just say radio. And I've been around other grandparents and my own where you have to explain what a podcast yeah. is. And, and it makes you so sad because it makes you sad for yourself. Like you're like, yeah. oh, it's not, yeah, it's not radio. Like where you, it's professional. Yeah. It's semi-professional. Um, yeah. There's so many things to talk about with you, but I guess we'll start with, uh, we could start anywhere, but let's start with something that has been predicted for a while now. I predicted actually last week's podcast when Sophie wasn't here, I predicted that Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde will be breaking up, but I only predicted it because I thought the only way 
that Kim Kardashian could dare compete with Pete Davidson potentially being with Emrata, which we got our first picture of this week, was if Kim dated Harry Styles. And then this week, the first piece of that puzzle went into motion when they made an announcement, like a very Friends episode, they're taking a break. Sophie, what are your thoughts on this dramatic news? I can't believe you predicted that. First of all, well, I, I predicted I predicted the breakup, but I only predicted it because I thought Kim would break them up. Happen. Yes, Wait, it's the only way. I feel like okay, so everyone's like, "Oh my god, this was so like." Of course, as soon as the movie's on HBO, they break up because they don't need like the attention for the box office anymore. I don't know. I thought I thought it was genuine, and I, know I did too. I'm, I did too. <laughs> I'm the number one person that thinks everything is PR. <laughs> that is, that is true, actually. That is, yeah, I mean, that is totally true, and you believe in this one. Yeah, but there are the occasional couple where I'm like, no, I thought that was genuine. I thought it was real. Obviously, it makes sense for PR. It got the movie way. Wait, we didn't talk. About, I talked about it on my own podcast about how freaking terrible that movie is. I thought you would like it because it was like, she's talking about Don't Worry, Darling, you guys. I I like, it's like a two-hour Black Mirror episode, but exactly. like way stylized. I love Black Mirror, it, but it was, not, it was not well done. I love the concept of it. Like, it could have been well done, but after I watched it, I was like, I have so many unanswered questions. Like, I like I seeing Harry Styles as an incel when he's like all pockmarked. And, like, yeah, and I was like, ha-ha, like mother. Here. I was like, ha-ha, this is exactly Wait, you look like I'm all like, of us. And they're like, nationality, British. It's like, why did he choose to have a British yes. accent? And, and could he have I, broken out of the British accent in the actual? And so like, anyways, I don't want to spoil the movie. It's on HBO Max, but. Yeah, did, I feel did, like you just spoiled it, but just like, but, go watch it. Yeah, I mean, come on. If, uh, But did you see, I mean, you didn't see this coming, but do you understand what I'm saying is that the Pete Emrata thing Cause we talked about Emrata two weeks ago because she has a new podcast that I know you thoroughly enjoy. Um, is that, do you, <laughs> do you, I mean, I think this really got to Kim. I think this is one that could like, I didn't know where Pete was going to go. I didn't know where Pete was going to go with who do you date next? And I think what, even if it's PR, what a perfect choice, because I think Kim, Kim, cause Kim views Emrata as somebody that actually is quote unquote smart plus beautiful looking. So I think Kim possibly is spiraling. Oh, well, Kim had also said before that her celebrity crush was Emrata. Like (laughs) one person that she thinks is like hotter than her. So um, Sorry, I'm laughing so ridiculously, but yeah. But it's, but she really had said that at one point. No, but that's that's why I'm saying it's like, it's like, Wow, this must have shook her to her core so much so that the Daily Mail said the next day she hopped a flight to Miami without the kids. And I was like, what is she just going out looking for celebrities to bang? You know, like what what is happening at this point? Gretchen Wieners had snapped. (laughs) Well, but don't you think if Kim could date Harry Styles, that would think I would think then Kim leapfrogs. Kim leapfrogs. If the price is right for Harry... I, I could see that happening because, you know, it would be like for the right price. But OK, but I put this in my stories and then I got I got like 100 comments from people in my DMs of people like she would never do that. He dated Kindle. And I was like, these people aren't real. Kim doesn't care wait, if Harry dated wait. Kindle. Right. Also, like 
Courtney may have dated Justin Bieber. Uh, Travis Barker originally was attracted to Kim Kardashian. Yes. Yes, there's there's like so much incestuous. That's like a non-factor. I think, I think the, it, yeah. only thing, the only thing that might deter them is that Harry's fans made Olivia Wilde's life like a living hell for almost two years. Uh. So I don't know. Like Kim has so much dirty laundry. I feel like Harry Styles fans are almost up there with like Taylor Swift fans. Like do not piss them off. I, well, I, it's just a thought in my mind because Kim thinks strategically or or she likes to tell us she thinks strategically. But I don't I know you really haven't uh, paid much attention to this season of the Kardashians, but we had our I fifth. I haven't gotten myself to watch uh, it. We had our fifth. It felt like our fifth or sixth episode of the Met Gala ordeal, which is like oh it's God. our Brit, it's our Britain Jax's wedding from Vander, Vanderpump Rules. But with the Met oh Gala. My God. Just so, so like strong. It, it out. never ends. Never ends. And Kim keeps telling us. My vision, my vision. And I'm like, you stole your vision. from Marilyn Monroe had the vision. You copied that vision. But Pete Davidson was in this episode. And it was, he was fine. But the overall, like, over-importance, and I don't want to, I know this is her quote-unquote art, but the over-importance of it all for the whole family. Like, I watched that and I was like, dude, that's why Pete didn't want to be a witch. I mean, like, I really thought Pete saw that kind of crap and was like, I'm out because it was ridiculous. Wait, she was like, it was she ridiculous. Was like, no, like just taking it so seriously. Yes, like I and I know yeah. I, I I know we do that for, too with certain like things. Some photos for some yes. photos that go around the internet, and most people just like made fun of her. And she facetunes her photos anyway, so it's not like you could have digitally enhanced any of this stuff to begin with. So the fact that it was, and I just like Pete just sat there like a prop in the scenes that I saw. And I was like, yeah, he doesn't want to be a part of this. Like it's too much. It's too much. And I think, I think for like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm thinking of just like the fact that her, it's almost like proof that her relevancy is gone so down kind of because it's like if you had told me that you know like she was running a freaking um like she was an army surgeon or whatever it is for this like dress ordeal a couple of years ago I'd be like yeah that makes sense like she's one of the most famous women in the world and now we're like she's delusional like no one cares yeah no it's 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 weird to see it because like i always say this season and last season seem just like wish fulfillment and it's like all chloe does and kendall does is talk about their anxiety which is like don't i mean we get it we have anxiety too but like if it's this much anxiety pull back you don't need to do any of this at this point you're good financially if it really is like and by the way, k- congratulations goes out to Kendall Jenner. She's announced that she is uh uh, uh she's going with surrogacy for a, a horse because and that's so smart because that would have wrecked Kendall's body as a model to deliver a horse herself. So she went with a Olympian horse, like Olympian, like and they talked about in the, that in the show, like she was so proud of using Olympian horse sperm for this. And I, I was like, this, I'm, I'm checked out. Like I don't even. This is not normal that, at all. Wait, that's actually something that's discussed on the show. Yes. 100%. Oh my god, it's worse than I thought. It's worse I know. Than I, okay, I'm never gonna get around to watching it. For so long, I was like, maybe I'm just like you know, no, you'd, Saturday. You'd be furious. You'd be furious. Yeah. You'd be furious. Okay, it. 
Um, I don't know if your dude has gotten you any um, Hanukkah gifts yet, but if he hasn't, if he's still last minute shopping, this is a big sale. Erica Jane's earrings, the one that she's uh, said originally were purchased for $750,000. Then on the show, she was like, they're actually worth 1.3. Well, now it turns out they're going to be auctioned at a price of $250,000 to $350,000 at auction. So that, I'm not good at math, but if you take 1.3 and then 350, that's like a real big differential there. Uh, What? I mean- are these cubic zirconia? Are they so the, I guess diamonds? Somebody says, I thought I was gonna ask you, do they lose their value? Or are they not like purses? Like where they increase in value? Well, with purses, it depends on the purse, like a Birkin or Chanel, etc., will appreciate in value. Um, with diamonds, I actually like I would figure that you know they don't lose value unless you know they're scuffed or not taken care of. It also depends on like the cut and color like clarity of a diamond so in her mind they could have been like very high quality diamonds i think for that much money they're probably real diamonds they just like aren't going for as much as she said they were for i don't know cut yeah. and clarity reasons i have no idea i mean yeah also maybe i don't know if like the if, if there's like um what is that what do they call that the history of the object the um provenance maybe the provenance now includes orphans and widows and that decreases the value as well so but i mean i think that's a that's a steal for anybody that's looking for 1.3 million dollar earrings my theory also is don't you think i bet you anything that diana jenkins buys these for erica back Oh my God. Can you imagine? I can't imagine. Remember I mean, when she begged for the Panther ring? She's like, I haven't got the black Panther ring. Why don't you buy it? <laughs> uh, okay. Diana, if that's what you want to do with your one precious life and your money, fine. It's crazy. <laughs> it's why I, mean, I just thought that was wild. Um, that okay. Now, one of our favorite uh, shows of the last year on Hulu was the dropout of uh, the story, true story of Elizabeth Holmes, uh, who created a company called Theranos. And she finally got the verdict of her sentence this week. And she has uh, been delivered with a sentence of 11 years. What were your thoughts on this? I thought it would have been longer. I know that it was going to be like up to 25 years, but I was like, no, I feel like she not only, you know, was affecting people's lives with her like fake blood test, she also stole a ton of money. So it's like, she did a lot of things wrong. And so I really thought that she'd, she'd go for like longer than that, but like, okay. I'm going to go for 11 years and it's going to be a very profitable time for me. And by the way, she's pregnant with her second child. And like, how how does that fact, and by the way, can Jen Shaw get pregnant at this point to delay any kind of prisons like what happened do they have to wait for the baby to come out for you to start your sentence or do you get Um, pregnant in can you be pregnant in jail i don't know i don't know why you're asking me i have no idea Dobie, i know you've served a sentence or two have you ever seen anybody in your cell block uh pregnant Uh, no i feel like they it could delay her going to prison actually yes because if you can have the option and not give birth in prison i'm sure they're like yeah just like don't do that um but i don't know so probably as soon as she gives birth, like there's no mat leave she just gives birth and then she's off do you think i mean 
do you a lot of people were theorizing that she was having these babies to kind of delay sentencing and all that do you subscribe to that theory or do you think she was actually just having i mean she's capable of anything so yeah truly that insane yes absolutely but what's us i mean what's overall what's to stop us from going like me going today going like i i have a vision of creating a machine that wipes away all cancer and people just believe, cause that's what she did. She goes with one drop of blood, we will be able to do every known test with one drop of blood, but there was no scientific data to back that up. So I'm like, why can't, I mean, like, that seems like I the easiest scam wanted, to disprove. I, she really, really wanted it to work. Like, I think that she was just like, we're going to figure it out. Like, you know, in the meantime, we'll take this money. We're going to figure it out. And then we're going to make all of this money back. Like, I really think she genuinely just like wanted it to work. And then obviously she was in her head and just went too far and snowballed. Um, And yeah. And then that money was never seen again. And we still don't have a finger prick blood test. I know we're, I mean, we're, we're the ones that lose out also uh, in, in spinoff news from this, I thought this was actually kind of cool. Jennifer Lawrence, the actor, she there was going to be an Elizabeth Holmes movie uh, directed by Adam McKay, who uh, is the producer of Succession. And he's done a lot of movies himself. They were doing the Elizabeth Holmes story. But Jennifer Lawrence dropped out last month because she said after watching the performance on the dropout by Amanda mm-hmm. Seyfried, why do it? She says, I can't do better than that. I think that's kind of I- cool. I figure that wouldn't end up happening because it was taking so long and they already, they did the dropout first. And I was like, there's no way they'll go ahead with a movie about this. Like we've already seen the show. Yeah. But I think that's like a really smart decision for her yeah. too, of like, yeah, why compete Are with like still, something? So they're not still doing it right. Not doing it at all. They're, the project yeah. is done. Yeah. Um, have you caught up with winter house? Oh my God. Yes. I was what? fired up last episode. But I felt like we I felt like we got teased and we didn't get any of the, the meat because we have Carl and Lindsay coming to the house. You have Jason Cameron, who unfortunately they had a miscarriage with Lindsay last season. They haven't really talked. Then you have Austin. What is your opinion of Austin being a little bitch and telling on tattletaling to the other girls about the night of Amanda and Kyle's wedding? Yeah, that's bad. And also, yeah, so so Austin sucks. I think Sierra needs to get over it. Like, it's just, I I can understand. I think that Sierra, like, genuinely really, 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 really liked Austin. For reasons we'll never be able to understand. She was, like, super into him, super hurt that it didn't work out. Now Paige is, like, feeding her delusions. Like, well, he's looking you up and down. And it's like, no, he's not. Like, stop, <laughs> stop feeding her delusions. You know what you're doing? Oh, and the crypto Lindsay thing, also. With, with yeah. What her, was your opinion on that last week with pearl uh, oh necklace her, guy? Ew, gross. First of all, but like her and Craig, like trashing Lindsay's appearance. That was that was messed up. Wait, wait. Very I, messed up. Am I crazy? But I think Lindsay's really good looking. Like, am I crazy? She is. No, she objectively is. And it's not. Yeah, like, like let me objectify her. She's objectively good looking. She's objectively good looking. And her and Jess actually like just do look alike. They look the same age. They they look the same age. What would possess like, you to they, say they, that? They what would possess you as a girl to say that about another and girl? Then she, and then she wonders why she like doesn't have girlfriends. <laughs> 
but also it also shows you like Craig is in dark Craig phase of his life. Like I know everybody loves Craig and Craig seems no. like every everybody says Craig's a nice guy in real life, but like that's some Craig loves to gossip just as much as the girls do. And for him to say like, well, that's not a compliment in the car to crypto. Yeah, Lindsay. I told you it wasn't a compliment. Like they had already talked about it. I was like, like that is what? so messed up. It's so messed up. Craig is so gross. I feel like he's like irredeemable after this. Do you let your boyfriend do a baby voice to you like Craig does every morning with Paige? Like, you want to lay in the bed with me? We need more bedtime before you. He does that voice. It drives me crazy. Not not every morning, but I think baby talk is just like, it happens sometimes. But it shouldn't happen on camera, Sophie. You would never do that on camera. Never, never, never promise me whatever no, story. Like, Hi, cutie, sweetie. How's it going? What do you think is going to happen, though, in terms and like, isn't it funny? Like Carl and Lindsay, I did I, feel like there was this awkwardness of Carl trying to be like, I'm a sober, fun guy still like, you know, like he was, I, I you know, like he was like perfectly dressed and he's like, this place I is a mess. You cleaning the house for yes them. he's like this place is trash and it w- is trash but that makes me worried for carl in summer house because for some reason i want his sobriety and his like self-improvement to keep going and i love that Lindsay went on board hopped on board with that yeah. but what what do you think do you think this is why danielle and Lindsay got into a fight like austin's obviously gonna let this thing go in the house next week completely and I don't think he should have said it to the girls at all. And especially Wait, why do you think her and Danielle, because she stopped drinking? Is that what you mean? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the night of, uh, they're all obsessed with this timeline of the relationship. Yeah, the and night Carl of Kyle and Amanda's wedding. Yeah, they're obsessed with this. And they said that same night, Austin was in the room with her and he had to remove her hand from his private parts. And he told all the girls in the bedroom in footage. And I think that's ridiculous because he shouldn't have said that one because Austin is no like, oh, poor. Like Austin went after every one of those girls and like made moves on those girls. And so he should have kept his mouth shut if that was the case. But also they said they made it official two weeks later. I still don't know what the problem is here. Will you explain what the outrage is? I don't know what the problem is either. But why would Danielle care about that? Well, I was thinking that maybe then maybe that in my head, I was thinking maybe Danielle was like, I do know Lindsay to do this with many guys and I don't want her to do this with Carl. And maybe that, I mean, I was just trying to think of reasons because oh, some, yeah. something happened bad and we know that Carl and Danielle are close friends as well. I don't think it's a big deal either. I like don't, I feel like it was like a setup, like they were like planning it. Like, which is just so frustrating because obviously Lindsay and Carl are just happy and healthy and doing well and sober. And yeah, it's like, why, why are they so so obsessed with hating on Lindsay? Like Amanda Page, Sierra, it's like, oh my God. But but Amanda Page, Sierra and Craig, like Craig's just as much of the girl group. They're just as much of the girl group. It is also funny to see the emperor with no clothes because Austin, if you take a look at his summer house days, he was like king shit. And now you can tell he's completely deflated. He's like, he's lost all his mojo. Like he's like calling that girl, you know, he's calling the girl from Southern Charm, Olivia. And he's like, by the way, what a dummy to even think to invite Olivia in the first place. And then he's like, you know what? I made the decision that probably not good to do that. And like Olivia's like, yeah, I can wait a couple extra days. Why would you think I don't want to go anyway? Yes. He seems completely not the cocky 
dude that knew he was getting like three different women last year on Summer House. Yeah. I don't know. Why do you think he's so deflated? I think because he realizes how much people thought he was gross for what he did oh. with those women. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. all of his moves are shown on TV. Now, Corey, on the other hand, he's a frat bro from Craig. He wears a pearl necklace. Two weeks ago, he told us he's playing these things. They're like negging girls. And it seems like Crypto Lindsay, yeah. it's working hook, line, and sinker. Like, is the, like, but this seems like it works with women. Like, he's proving it to be true. Well, also with with dumb women, I think. Like, not like evolved <laughs> like normal ones like yeah home homeschooled ones you mean homeschooled sounded, ones. yeah homeschooled jungle freaks no i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> we love homeschool people that's not i true. just keep i just keep quoting mean girls today um but wait Corey on watch what happens live didn't he kind of like insinuate that him and him and jess aren't together anymore Correct. Yes, correct. So Corey and Craig were on Watch What Happens Live, and it's actually very entertaining because it's two frat dudes together that are like, come on, bro, say what you really mean, dude. And Andy, you can tell he's like fully turned on. Andy loves it. And it's like, that's all hysterical. But I do think also, I talked to Rachel this week, the flower girl, and she was awesome. Like, Rachel actually is is truly, I I was like, I actually want to know more about her now after speaking with her on the podcast because- I was like, she actually seems kind of dope and has her, she's having like a nice first season where she's building. She's not like creating waves like Crypto Lindsay. Yeah, and she's just like likable, but she sells a storyline with Jason. Yeah, um, but it's like, she says Jason doesn't want to have a relationship yet. And that's probably what, because I thought he just doesn't have that killer instinct to convert. And she says, no, it's yeah. more that he he's not, he just doesn't seem to want one. Yeah, I think Jason has a lot going on i feel like he's just like he he's not in the right place yeah but um yeah no i really like rachel those are like the the newbies i know that jason isn't a newbie but he still kind of is but like people like them like Corey and jess everyone's like get off my screen well craig said this on watch what happens live i don't know if you heard this with that he he didn't apologize to Luke for the fireworks because he still doesn't agree that happened, but he does apologize to Luke for something we didn't see. And that was because Corey's other fraternity brother was supposed to be there and at the last minute canceled. And so in that fight, Craig called him a replacement to Luke. Did they ever, did they ever, they didn't never aired that. No, they never aired that. That's what he said. He goes, I do apologize to Luke for that. But he's still, he brought it up on Watch What Happens Live. Like, oh my God. No Such one a dick. But also, yeah, what a dick. Like, it was just a dickhead behavior. I don't like that. Um, he's, okay. He, and also, he said he was going to, he was definitely proposing to Paige within the next year. Yes. And he said, and he goes, well, the later half of the year, like next Thanksgiving. Like, he he's, they're definitely going to get married. I, I mean, I just, I, they're definitely. I think, he, wait, I feel like they might break up before that happens. I don't know. I think the I think they egg each other on with the attention that they get from all of us. I, I don't know the way them. the way that Paige like that like I don't know if Paige would choose that for the rest of her life. The way that she's talking about him, like that he has half a brain, that he's so loud and obnoxious, that she like hates the side of him. Whatever it is that she's been she's been complaining about him nonstop. Like I don't know if Paige is going to choose that for the rest of her life. Do you, like, care to, do you care to make, do you care to make a sports bet about it? Is that yeah, what they call it in sports? Let's make I a $50 bet. bet. I'll bet you $50. I'll bet you $50. They end up uh, engaged, if not married. 
I bet you $50 they'll break up before that. Okay. Happens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that's actually fun. Now, now I'm really invested in their relationship. Okay, listeners, keep on holding <laughs> yeah. happen. Oh, did you hear about this? Denise Richards, you guys, I, t- I that she was driving to set Aaron, her big hunky husband, was driving her to work. And they guess they got into like, he was like kind of moved to the side and this guy was trying to get past him. And I guess some kind of fight ensued. And then they found out when they got there that the guy had shot at Denise Richards car and there was a police report, like, like all of this stuff. But then I'm like, isn't Aaron the guy that said big pharma was always following him? Oh my God. What if big pharma? What if Aaron was right about everything? That's what What I'm saying. What if Aaron was literally right about everything and that cancer is just like a state of mind? It's a 5G, dude. 5G. Like, no, I was like, oh my God. Because that's where my sick mind went. First off, it is a horrific thing. Like people shooting at people. I mean, like, obviously. Yes, yes. That's obviously the first thing. But I I hated that my sick mind immediately went to, oh my God, that's the guy that said Big Pharma follows them everywhere. And I'm like, no, dude, your wife's Denise Richards. That's paparazzi. But also Aaron's a hothead. So people are like, we don't know the conversation that happened between that driver and that driver. But to shoot at anybody in a car is like, guys, get up. Then I made a joke, like a post about that. And I hate how it devolves into... Like, guys, this is about Denise Richards. Then it devolves into Los Angeles is sick and disgusting. It's going down. Like, it's been that way for a while. I'm like, I'm not trying to make yeah, a big political that also discussion. Also, that can happen anywhere. Road rage incidents with guns happen literally everywhere. Um, this is really sad because they're always like, it's always some collateral damage, like a child or something. Just like never. Don't do that, guys. Have you been watching this season of The Vow? Um, no, but my last guest on my podcast, Sarah Rabin, who I had on last week, she did the courtroom sketches for the Nixium trials. So listen to her. Wait, 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 like for fun or she, that was her job. No, she was paid to do it because she's an artist. So go listen to that episode if you want to hear. Okay. You guys to, um, on tomorrow's podcast, Nippy and Sarah, both of the Nixium members that actually are part of this, that did the story for the New York Times, are on the podcast. And they do a podcast called A Little Bit Culty. But it uh-huh. is the season finale of the second season of The Bow come And it's just the Keith Raniere stuff is like they finally got to episode five and six where oh. it's like horrific things he was doing. And I just thought it was interesting. But also to spin off that story about cults. Scientology, there's something really to be keeping an eye on here is that Danny Masterson, the actor, um, Mm -hmm. who, of course, with that 70s show, the jury has been deadlocked because he has been accused of uh, trigger warning of of, uh, assaulting and raping women. And they have been deadlocked on all three counts. And the judge released them for early for the week of Thanksgiving. And then they're going to resume deliberations. But Danny Masterson also refused to take the stand and refused to defend or call anybody to the stand for his defense. So the. Uh, why are they I, deadlocked? I, I don't know. Well, it sounds pretty obvious. But well, when Scientology is involved, I mean, there is a lot of. They're threatening the jury members. Well, they, I mean. 
I mean, that is something that goes through your mind, right? Like Harvey Weinstein and all of these people, you know, R. Kelly, it's been proven that one of the jurors like was paid off at, at one point years and years and years ago before he actually went to jail. So you do have to wonder on things like this. Your mind naturally wanders to this, not that it's true, but why are they deadlocked when you do have three women who were also all Scientologists, by the way? So you can't say these were just, these were actual Scientologists saying that Danny Masterson, the actor that we all laughed at on that 70s show, did this. So it's very interesting. Wait, I don't understand the deadlock thing. Like, I think it's extremely obvious, but. I, I do too, but I'm just trying to like cover all bases of like, you know, I can't prove anything, but this completely seems bizarre to me. Like why, right. you know, right. it just doesn't make sense in any sort of way. Oh my God. Scientology is so scary. <laughs> it is. I mean, it truly is. Um, can you explain to us as somebody that I, um, you did it two weeks ago a little bit. How do you think Elon's handled taking over Twitter, Sophie? And, oh and, and the things that he's instituted so far. Have you enjoyed uh, the new Twitter? Oh my God. Well, I'm, I, I love how everyone was like saying goodbye the other night and it's like three days later and we still have Twitter. I'm going to say, I'm going to say goodnight every, I want to say goodbye every night just because that's what my grandma does to me now. Every time I talk to her, she's like, goodbye forever. And I'm like, no, grandma. Oh my God. There were so <laughs> many like credible, they were like sources inside Twitter HQ say that they can close or the website can shut down as early as tonight after all engineers walk out and everyone was like, oh, this sounds like it's it. And it's like, just fine. Vending machines <laughs> are down. I repeat, vending machines are down. <laughs> well, what have you well, noticed like, though? Anything different since like, you know, I mean, like it's scary. I used to like, if I would report in terms of content moderation, it would take a while and sometimes you wouldn't even get the answer you wanted, aka like really inappropriate, racist, anti-Semitic tweets would just like get past the moderation team. And now that there isn't a moderation team, there's definitely more. I don't even bother reporting things anymore because I know that there's not a content moderation team. But like there's that's, definitely that, that's more. true. There's no content moderation team. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's definitely more um even more violent maybe than it was before. I don't know. Like there's definitely more hate speech. They even said that like the, the N word had been tweeted like 5,000 more times than usual once Elon took over. So. And uh, he actually did a fun Twitter poll. If we should bring Donald Trump back and Donald Trump is back, but he says, he says he's not going to be back, but I'm like, is that what it's like? You spent $44 billion to do Twitter polls. Like I can to do a Twitter poll right now. To all, I mean, you like we just spent put, $44 billion to own the libs. It's so weird to me. Um, congratulations to Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt. They had uh, their baby with another son. So congratulations to them. Um, I think that's uh, happy news. Uh, this actually is disturbing news for everybody. I know you're going to have a fun time with your family. Thanksgiving is Thursday, but on Sunday, I need you to be prepared for something that is going to be something that will, it's just not good news. Uh, on Watch What Happens Live, uh, Teddy Mellencamp and John Mellencamp will be Andy's guests that night. I saw that. Why? Sorry, Freddie Mellencamp. I keep messing up her name. Freddie Mellencamp. Literally, why? Like, I guess John Mellencamp, like, okay, cool. M music, famous music guy. Like, 
So you could argue <laughs> that he's relevant in any. Yeah, decade. sure. Of course, I would. I would totally. His say daughter he's relevant. Not, No one wants to see her, and we literally have made it so clear. The viewers have never made it clear that they despise a housewife. <laughs> you can find <laughs> random fans for every single housewife that's ever existed. Even Peggy from the OC. Remember her? <laughs> yes, but, like, Peggy Sullivan. Yeah. You will. You will <laughs> never <laughs> find a single Teddy fan. Wait, but 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 no no no. I will argue with that. On Twitter, which is a hellscape, you will find you will find Freddie fans that just say they're fans because they just don't like don't like other people. Like you know, they'll just be fans out of like, well, just out of hating someone out of out of yeah, hating somebody else. Like you're fighting on Twitter, (laughs) me and Teddy, you and Fred, dude, Fred, Freddie, Freddie created you, Sophie. Fred, that's you owe your success to Freddie Mellencamp. I know. And I was no one until that happened. What if Andy Cohen only directs questions to John and like ignores Fred? Like Freddie's the bartender. Freddie's the bartender. All the people calling in are just like, hi, bartender. Hi, Andy. <laughs> hey, question, question for, for you, John. <laughs> question for John. How, you don't want you don't want Freddie back on Beverly Hills, right? Like you don't like you, do you, Wait, well, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Remember when John Mayer was the bartender for Sierra and Andrea? Yes, yeah, totally. That was so funny. That John and he said, Mayer and he was- said um he made the joke about Andrea about the Denver Nuggets because yeah, yeah, he like, like Yeah, he said something like, Did you not like the name Andrea Nuggets? <laughs> guy can't you can't yeah he was like i'm sent do an italian accent i can't do one i don't know i, I i'm andrea dander i'm gonna make a spaghetti hey john <laughs> Mayer. um uh but john mellencamp he does owe it to teddy to be on the show i guess because john mellencamp now 72 years old is dating marianelli agosto 44 after meeting through his daughter freddie Freddie hooked his Aye. Freddie hooked her dad up with one of her friends. Ay, that's so gross. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> Ew. My dad uh, said, even I think that's gross. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Ross. Yes, exactly. Um, this actually, I think, is also cool about John Mellencamp, and I am a John Mellencamp fan. We just had the 2022 National uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, and um, let's see here. Uh, attorney Alan Grubman, who is John Mellencamp's attorney, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he is just an amazing lawyer for musicians. He's also so he's Jewish. Like a music. That's cool that they but, honor like lawyers. Yes, yeah, because the music business is a business. It includes all types of people. But in John Mellencamp's speech, he said the F. Yeah, F anti-Semitism in his speech because he was talking about having a Jewish lawyer, which the thing that I, we we bring this up now because I think it's so important. What did you watch Dave Chappelle's opening monologue on SNL last week? Yeah, and asked? I found it I found it very offensive. And the people, okay, that's what I that's what I wanted to. Yeah, uh, the people like being like it's just comedy. I, I'm like he's he was saying things. So when he said, um, I mean, he made a lot of off color jokes, not just off color, but just like straight up offensive. Um, when he was like, at the end, he was being so serious. He was like, I hope I don't lose everything after this. I hope I didn't, you know, piss off the most powerful people in the world again. 
the mysterious cabal. Like he was like very much insinuating that there's a mysterious cabal in power. He's like, there are a lot of Jews in Hollywood. What's wrong with that? First of all, okay, this is the thing I always ask you. I don't get it as a, as a Catholic, a non-practicing Catholic. I don't understand why, like that just means, I mean, I don't understand why Jews, there are so many Jews in Hollywood because Jews were not allowed in so many industries and professions, even in the United States around the time Hollywood was created. A lot of them had just like went out West because there was nothing on the, where all the hub cities were on the East coast. And they were but good isn't that to be isn't that to different. be celebrated and honored and not made fun of like if, i don't like if, if anybody else, else yeah yeah you would be like oh my god you're the best at this you're best like congratulations for getting this high up in the industry but then you have to make it a collective and make it a bad thing and then dave Chappelle, who like by the way has had some problems in the past especially with trans people that i don't agree with his take on he says like you know, you can never say those two words together, the Jews, you know, you could say it in your head, but the crazy part about Kanye was he said it out loud. And I'm like, whoa, that to me is so wildly, weirdly offensive. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? 
So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. That- and the way he said, like, um, if, you, if it's black people, it's a gang... If it's Italian people, it's a mob. And if it's Jewish people, it's just purely a coincidence. It's like, but you're saying... That's not true, though, either, because he's then making it a thing, and they're all making it a thing, and it's become worse now than it has been in so long. Like, I don't get that. there's definitely Jewish, like, mafia mob groups throughout history. Call them that. You can call them Jewish mob. You're like, Jew, Jew, we got the mobs, too. That's not... uh, but it's not, that's how anti-Semitism functions, though, is that it's a conspiracy theory. But then so to normalize like, it with people like Dave Chappelle frustrates exactly. me because it, you have somebody so that people look up to and you're like, oh, this guy's making jokes about it. It must be OK. And I'm like, we're yeah. still at the end of the day. No offense. Talking about somebody who is, uh, you know, you know, this all the whole joke bit started because of Kanye West. And we're also dealing with a mentally ill man. You can say he's a genius. You can say whatever you want. But at the end of the day, there is no arguing that unless you want to argue with doctors that have done way more schooling than you and not Dr. Google, actual doctors. And this is what we're talking about is a mentally unwell man who will not take his medicine. But we will go through upsetting complete like races, religions, all of this stuff to make a small defense for a man who is saying some horrific things. And if you took his yeah. medicine could still be a genius and be a normal person without these hateful, hateful thoughts. I just don't, nobody can explain this to me in a way that I can make, make it make sense. Um, like the Irving thing. And Dave Chappelle was like, you just can't blame. He was like, Jews have been through a lot, but you just can't blame that on, on black people. You just can't. And people were like, are we supposed to laugh, clap? Like, it yeah. wasn't a joke. And and no one's doing that or saying that. They're holding Kyrie Irving accountable or Kanye. Yes. So it's just, it's very frustrating. So, yeah. But we already knew Dave Chappelle was a piece of shit. So... <laughs> Yes, I, mean, I mean, by the way, he did. I mean, he's shown he's shown his ass many times, but I yeah, think it's interesting in pop culture. We put these people on pedestals after decades. And I was watching uh, some people's favorite 
like fall movie you've got mail and dave Chappelle plays tom hanks's best friend slash electrical yeah. contractor in that movie and i just i was like that is so funny that that used to be what he was in those type of movies before he became the dave Chappelle that everybody looks to to make these big bold points and i will right. say i know i have a couple people that know dave person mr Chappelle personally that like party at his ohio house the dude alleged like the, from what i understand the dude likes his drink too he's a sloppy drunk and like you know it'll be very interesting to see what his future holds but everybody holds so much respect for him that I think is just really dangerous when he then speaks out about these really, really yeah. like you, you know, like you wouldn't come to me to talk about like the Bitcoin crisis. I wouldn't be able to explain finance to you guys. You wouldn't come to me for that. I've been by that, by the way. Been dude, that one dude, the FTX dude. Well, yeah. So Tom Brady and Giselle apparently lost like $400 million. So basically when this- And their love. Happened, and their love. Yeah. So, so apparently that might be like, the real reason that there was a rift in their divorce, because even for them who are incredibly wealthy, $400 million is still a lot of money. Um, so yeah. that yeah. played into the divorce. Very well, interesting theories going out there. So I've gotten into crypto just because of that. Well, okay. If you, if you know what Sophie's <laughs> talking about, if you pay attention or just go to the daily mail, there's this one dude, he has like big bushy hair. He wears shorts. He like was head of this FTX Bitcoin exchange, but his like girlfriend, that. his girlfriend, he supposedly loaned his girlfriend billions of dollars that he thought she was. And if you, no offense, dude, like this is no, really no offense. But if you see this girl, it's like, she's, the, like a she's a dweeb, like, by the way, but obviously she's a dweeb that had like really big success. And it's a crash. They've lost billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. And now yeah. celebrities are getting sued, even including Larry David. They have now, because yeah. Larry David did a commercial for this Bitcoin exchange. And so Tom Brady and Giselle invested a big portion of their money with them and they've lost yeah. it all. Brady is on well, one of the biggest losing streaks of his whole life. Yeah, no, he is. But it's basically like a Ponzi scheme. Or it was, I had someone who actually knows crypto, like explain it to me that like they were getting more investments and they were taking that money to make like big bets to make the company more money. And so like these people's money that they were investing is now completely gone because the bets didn't pay off. So sad. Well, I mean, like, I'm like I a mean, crypto expert. If you haven't well, no, I mean, crypto is really like one of those things. I remember almost trying to get into it four years ago before the mm -hmm. pandemic, because you said you could make small trades on these things. And I was like, okay, but I just didn't have it in me. Like some guy was trying to explain it to me. And I was like, I'd like to make money, but like Justin Bieber paid millions of dollars for NFTs as well for this board ape. And the board ape now that he paid $6 million for is worth $60,000 now. Like, so even like NFTs, yeah. Bitcoins, it's all crumbling. Um, yep. Some good news, you guys, if you're looking for a new podcast, uh, on November 30th, we will all be graced with Kristen Doty's new podcast, Sex, Love, and What Else Matters with Kristen Doty. Will, oh, my God. I'm very curious. I had just re-watched the Vanderpump Rules Season 2 reunion after it came out that Jax and her hooked up in Sandoval's, you know, in on Sandoval's couch. And oh my God. I'm kind so of... Iconic. I'm so curious what this podcast, I mean, like, I'm seriously curious, like years removed from the show, what yeah, your podcast is about. Actually, she might actually. Yeah. Well, my question to you is Bethany Frankel, of course, is competing with us now for like podcasting. She's doing a rewatch podcast, which we already talked about. Is there one person on, what's that? 
Oh, hey, what's up, Dad? Woo! Say hi. Say hi. Hi. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to be. Oh, it's nice. Okay, bye. Um, Oh, my God. I got totally nervous and awkward, like I always do. Um, you died was cool uh um okay vanderpump rules though if you were to pick one person on the cast past or present that you would trust and want to hear a rewatch podcast from who would it be oh that i would trust yeah because i feel like you need a reliable narrator because i I feel like Jax is ruled out because it it wouldn't be good Okay, there's probably a better answer than this, but the one that keeps flashing in my brain right now is Tom Schwartz. I feel like Tom Schwartz could be a very reliable narrator. Do you know who listens to our Monday episodes? Tom Schwartz? Katie Maloney's mom. <laughs> no, she's really sweet. Her name's Trisha. Wait, she's did like really say that. No, she really, she did. She DM, like, like she DM and she says, I really like how you talk about your parents. And she's really nice. And like, she reminds me of my mom. But the, but the thing I was going to say was that like, cause not skinny, not fat posted this crying picture. I talked about it on, I think Thursday's episode or something. And Katie put it like underneath it of like, that's me going through Christmas holiday ornaments right now. And, you know, with all the memories coming up, like crying. And it reminded me of the first year after I got a divorce, when I was like opening, like, like Aww. we had split up our ornaments. And of course she had all the nice ornaments and I had the Jersey shore cast ornaments. Cause I'm a <laughs> geek. Like I had the Ooh. Hannah Montana funny ornaments, but I remember being really sad and it was something that I totally understood. And it's like Schwartz is so charming, but Katie, you know, like, I feel like Katie kind of handled this the best way she could, but I was just thinking yeah. about that. But yeah, Schwartz could be, but only if he told the honest truth. And I don't know if Schwartz, from what I see, like on the show and all that, I don't know if he's able to like, to relay the, his actual truth to people. I think, okay. So you're right. You're definitely right about that. I would say Kristen, I don't, I wouldn't call her reliable, (laughs) but I feel like if there's one thing she reminds me of Brandy Glanville kind of, and that she's like, so sometimes brutally honest. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm just saying because say? it's, it's eventually going to happen to everybody. I would say if you could get, I would, uh, well, it's not from the beginning, but I would say, I wish Ariana's podcast she has was a rewatch podcast oh, because I've heard well, Ariana talk about the show I've heard her talk about even her, her, like I've heard Ariana make fun of her own bits on the show. And like, I think she would actually be a good rewatch host, but she has her own podcast. Um, but I, I don't know. Other than that, like, I just, I think they're all, I was thinking of like the OGs. Yeah, I know. She's like second season and she was only minimally in the second season from then on. So, um, I don't know. Ariana actually probably is the best option. Uh, as we start winding down here, uh, have you kept up with Salt Lake at all? Did you make Heather Gay's uh, choir? Wow, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting uh, that her dad just passed us again. <laughs> because you're, <laughs> because how because you I feel, I feel, I, I feel his presence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, say that again. No, I said, have you, uh, I said, we're about to wind. We're almost done here. Have you watched Salt Lake and have you made Heather Gay's choir? 
Salt Lake is so boring. It's so really? I'm sorry. I think I it's so weirdly fun. It. You can't get into it. What about no, Potomac? Someone I love Potomac. Potomac, it's not like the strongest season. I feel like it's falling into the overly produced trap that like Real Housewives eventually fall into when they're so far into the run of the show. And they're also um, good and entertaining that it doesn't matter though, because they're so fun, right, you know. Right, exactly. What's like city i'm just like i just like i'm not at all invested in anyone like i just don't care about the drama i wish that the jen shaw stuff was like more of like a focal point but instead we're getting like lisa and meredith and heather and whitney drama and i'm just like an angie i'm like i don't care about angie i don't care well, there's angie two angies there's two angies angie k and angie h and like it's like to differentiate is even I impossible like newer angie the blonde yeah. the blonde angie the one like, that desperately wants to be on tv the one with the fat effing elf on a shelf yeah. husband which by the way jen shaw seemed third appearance uh, the, <laughs> jen, jen shaw seems to uh have escaped like, I don't know how Jen Shaw manages to be on these shows where she just, like, everything is happening to her, yet she's able to scream and cry and, like, where right. the, the, the light gets completely off her. And we go to Meredith and Lisa, and I'm like, how are we focusing on this? I think everyone feels, like, truly so bad for Jen, which she's done, she did it to herself. She, she did, did it to herself. herself. But, yeah, I mean, her life is about to be... She's going to get more time than Elizabeth Holmes, for sure. I think her minimum sentence is... What's her minimum sentence again? Like, I think minimum is like 10, I thought. Or like, it was something... It was, yeah, it was something... 10 or 11 years. She's definitely getting more than Elizabeth Holmes, so... I think she's sentenced on December 15th, so we'll find out. And finally, Sophie, what row did you get for Taylor Swift for the concert? What, uh, what was your ticket like? I'm going to be in the pit. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I was like, oh my I'm God. Kidding. No, did you, I'm did you try to get tickets? I went to like, I didn't get a pre-sale code, but I went to the website just to be like, I wonder if this is, you know, if this could happen for me because nothing good ever happens to me. <laughs> Maybe this can be the one thing. <laughs> um, but there are the resale sites have tickets and depending on the city, you can get them for like maybe definitely not under 400, like under 500 at the cheapest. And then they have seats that are like $90,000, like in the pit. Wait, is that for real? $90,000? Are you joking? Yes. Or for real? No, they literally have like in the high five figures for some of these shows. So if I'm in LA in the pit, it's going to be me and Diana Jenkins and her boy doy. It's going to be like, woo, you know, like, and, like I love it. Yeah, and like Erica Jane. Yes. Oh my God. The people, everybody from the Qatar FIFA uh, alliance oh, that's no. happening. Uh, yeah, but that was ridiculous. Ticketmaster screwed up. But the thing that you got to watch though, now the government is super involved, is getting super involved because what? Ticketmaster and Live Nation, which owns the venues, they're together. And there really is a scam happening where a lot of fans were waiting for hours and hours. And then they were pu pushed over to SeatGeek, which automatically resales at a higher price. And then they canceled the sale, the general sale entirely, which means Ticketmaster held on to the remaining tickets, which I think then they read they're going to resell to ticket resellers anyways. Yeah, because they like what, the what are they doing with the rest of those tickets? That's what I don't get, but that makes the most sense that they're it's going to the resale sites that can mark them up at 10,000%. 
And the Grateful Dead fans were funny because they were like, "You now you're dealing with what we've had to deal with our entire lives because they've always had to do the verified pre-sale and they've always had these fights within their their group. And I'm new to being a deadhead. So like they were like, that's what we deal with every time. But it took Taylor Swift, you got. By the way, Taylor Swift, I feel like, we should just give her all the world's issues because people want to seem to get involved when it's Taylor Swift. Like we should give her everything. We should give her anti-Semitism. We should give her, she's the only one that people seem to care about when something goes wrong. Yeah, true. This was like unprecedented though. Like it actually was crazy because she just has so many fans. And even for someone who I wouldn't even call myself a Swiftie, even though I was in the 0.5% of her listeners on Spotify wrapped last year, um, but I wouldn't like necessarily call myself a <laughs> where I'm like, obs- you know, there's so many like actually truly obsessed people, but like it's the era's tour. So she's going to be doing like all of her best songs from every single album. Like anyone who even casually likes Taylor Swift is like that. Yeah. You'd good. still, oh yeah. My, my, my niece, who's like 13 years old, my, my sister's trying to take her to the Arizona show and couldn't get in of course. So I'm trying to find a way to get her tickets, but she said, I go, are you you like Taylor Swift? She goes, not really, but I'm going to go because mom wants to go and it's a big concert and I think it'll be fun to see the lights and stuff. Uh And I was like, oh, but well, she wanted to see Olivia Rodrigo really bad, but Taylor, she was like, eh. Um, Sophie, this is Thanksgiving. I am thankful for you. I am thankful for your family. I am thankful for all of you guys. Make sure you go subscribe to So True with Sophie Ross. You can go super follow her on Twitter before Twitter. I don't know. Twitter will obviously still always be there. Or you can go to her Substack, which she just released an article, a new one on Friday night, I believe. Um, and it just Sophie ross.substack.com I put it in the show notes uh, what else is coming up that we need to be aware of because I think you're celebrating another grandma's birthday this week yeah I have another my other grandma's birthday is on we're celebrating on Friday and yeah so I have a lot of celebrations I'm a very lucky lady but I'm thankful for <laughs> you also Ryan <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm very thankful this Thanksgiving and I hope you all are too. We're thankful for you too for listening. Wait, do you think you're like, do you ever get worried that you're like, oh, I'm going to live forever according to my genes? I like you're, you, you, you're going to, you're going to live forever potentially. If you're uh, one grandma's 85, you're one grandma's 90, you're going to live forever. From your mouth to God's ear. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> and bye, bye, Ross. Is bye, Mr. Ross. okay you guys uh this is my favorite part of the show when we get to talk about our sponsor and today's sponsor is somebody that i am so excited about because i used this sponsor before they were ever a sponsor our sponsor today is the fine folks at masterclass that's right folks masterclass You can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. I'm telling you, over the pandemic, I actually, I'm not even, like, this was amazing. I got to learn from Steve Martin. He teaches comedy on masterclass.com. I mean, just recently we talked again and again about Kris Jenner because she teaches a class on Masterclass on the power of personal branding. How are you going to get better than learning from Chris Jenner? You have Bob Iger, 
which is fascinating that he's teaching a class. He teaches in business strategy. He actually just took back the reins of Disney tonight, Sunday night. If you're in entertainment, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He has a class on Masterclass. Gordon Ramsay teaches cooking for the love of the Lord. Are you kidding me? And you can do all of these lessons from home. Masterclass is accessible on your phone, the web, your smart TV, and offering classes on a wide variety of topics, like I just said, and that there are hundreds more, all taught by world-class instructors at the top of their fields. Each class is broken out into individual video lessons, right? Usually around 10 minutes long. I can pay attention 10 minutes. You can pay attention 10 minutes. Members can explore at their own pace. And that's what I love is when you sign up for Masterclass, you are a member and you can explore the page. You can download different classes, master classes. You can explore at your own pace. Each class is supported by downloadable materials, class guides, recipes, or more. My gosh, I wish they gave me this option during high school. It would have been so much better for all of us. And these are all available at masterclass.com. So hundreds of video lessons from 180 plus of today's most brilliant minds available anytime, anywhere. Now, an annual membership starts at usually $180 per year. But guess what? With So Bad It's Good, our listeners, if you go to masterclass.com slash so bad today, you can give one annual membership and get one free. Go check it out. I'm telling you, just put that in to the old web browser and check it out for yourself. This is the gift that I would tell my folks to get me because my mom, and it gets sillier and sillier the older I get, I get that email from my parents of like, what would you like for the holidays this year? And I'm like, I'm a grown man. But you know what? Masterclass would be the thing that I would ask for because you get to learn lessons from people that you admire. Anything that is of interest to you, they have somebody to walk you through that. Somebody that you respect, somebody that you admire, and it's just truly incredible. And like I said, wide variety of topics. You can learn how to write anything from a book or a screenplay to just a letter. You can learn how to communicate with your boss or your family. There's an immersive learning experience because it's cinema quality classes that give you unparalleled access to a renowned instructor. There's flexibility. Explore lessons in any order you'd like across your phone, tablet, Apple TV, computer, and the go with audio mode. And like I said, lessons are approximately 10 to 15 minutes. Um, So you get the additional resources as well. There's 11 categories. Like I said, 180 instructors. But this is truly an amazing, amazing offer. I'm telling you, do this not just for you, but do this for the show. Because I think this is actually something that I can offer you that I am so proud of. Like, Masterclass is dope. I know this sounds wild. You're like, Ryan, we get it. No, but you don't get it. I've talked about Masterclass so many times on this program. The fact that they're actually advertising on it blows my mind. Because it's something that I use and it's something that I know you guys would dig or somebody in your life would dig. So please go to, like I said, masterclass.com forward slash so bad today. And by the way, you guys, I'm going to talk about this all week until you do it. So just do it now. Do it today. And now back to our show.
Okay, you guys, welcome back to the show. Our next guest, uh, this is just, I love when we get to have multiple guests and it's kind of a uh, a variety show, if you will. That was always my dream, you know? Like Stern, he would have like multiple guests. He would talk about his life. I talk about Howard Stern a lot lately because he's one of my heroes. And my next guest is kind of one of my heroes too, but just in a much newer, different, painful way. He is my physical trainer. I've just been with him for a couple of months and I've seen some amazing results. Um, and he is just the best dude. And I just wanted, you know, first off, I think you guys sometimes get a kick out of hearing something about my personal life because they can be kind of really weird stories, uh, potentially scary and sad. Uh, but Barack Little is my trainer and I met him a couple months ago. And this is something that was so foreign to me, you guys. If you said physical workout, I would run away from you. And I really never lifted weights in my life. I knew what they were. Don't, I'm not stupid. I knew what weights were, but I didn't do any kind of weight or any kind of like my, I would be a cardio guy. I would be a cardio guy. And this guy has taught me a whole new thing. I go in there three times a week if I'm lucky and I get to work with him. And when I say work, we work. We Kim Kardashian get our asses up and work. I mean, I do. He just sits there and goes, okay, yeah. Okay. One more, two more, but I need that dude. He is the best voice and it is somebody that I have grown to really trust. And he has this new program that I wanted to tell you about called strong for the holidays. And it's a six week program where you can get stronger. You can change aesthetically. You can improve your endurance, feel more flexible, mobile, and durable, and feel more educated and comfortable in the weight room. But you can have that weight room even be at your house. Now I know this sounds silly. It sounds like a commercial but it's not actually. It's just something that I've been doing with my life that I believe in. And I tell you the things that I'm doing in my life. You can choose to either listen to it or not. But also this dude's just a funny dude. And I like to make this dude laugh because he makes me cry most of the time with the weights he makes me lift. So this is, uh, he got to see what I do, which is actually kind of talk to people. And I got to talk about this program. I would not recommend this if it, it was not working for me. Even on a mental level, I, listen, I wish I was flipping ripped to kingdom come, but it is not there yet. But mentally, he has made me so much better. And physically, too. Uh, I did get sick this past week, but let's blame that on the uh, the flu shot plus the booster shot. I don't need to hear your opinions on that right now. But other than that, you guys know how I used to get sick all the time. Ever since I started working with him, I have had so much more energy. I don't know if you can hear it in the shows, but... He really has given, and I used to be so scared to get into the, the gym with him, and now I look forward to it. I don't look forward to it after the holidays, uh, Thanksgiving coming up, but I do look forward to it most of the time because he's a great guy. And if he can make me feel this way, I know he can make you feel that way too. And he has a program that is online as well, just like we were talking about with Masterclass. So I wanted to throw this in here. And also, I think this is good just so you can get to know him, get to familiarize yourself with him, because I'm going to bring him back uh, probably a couple times. I'm going to make him watch one of the reality shows that we watch just to get an outsider's opinion because this dude is, he, he used to be a college football player. He studied the human body. He, this guy is completely different than us, but at the same time, he is one of us. 
He likes all the music that we like. He pretends like he doesn't know the housewives, but he knows the housewives. I mean, we were talking about all the HBO docu-series from Nixium and The Vow to The Low Country. We talked about the Manti Teo documentary. He's just a really good dude. And he has this program, and I wanted to let you guys know about it because sometimes, like I said, when it comes to the holidays especially – I kind of just coast and hope that the new year all of a sudden brings a better me. And sometimes you never know how that's going to happen. But with people like Barack, I think he, they give you an actual tangible program that you can follow and you kind of uh, can get a, a head start, if you will. Uh, this is a six-week program. Like I said, all the information will be in the show description with links, and I'll put it up in my Instagram stories this week as well. But you guys should sign up for it. Just You know what I used to do? With classes, this is so ashamed. I'm so ashamed to admit this. I would just sign up just because one step is one step. And you're like, oh, I made the first step. I paid for a class. And then I just wouldn't show up because I'd be like, yeah, I did the first. The pain is the hardest part, right? Paying for the class. And then you start realizing you're an idiot. Start going to the classes. But what I'm saying is just sign up. Make yourself do this. There is a discount for this as well uh, for So Bad It's Good listeners. The discount code is So Bad It's Strong. And I'll put all that, like I said, in the show notes. And I'll tell you that in my Instagram stories as well. But without further ado, here is my trainer. Uh, I had my little portable recorder with me. So it sounds a little tinny, but that's, you know, just shows that we were working in the gym, being men. And uh, here he is, my trainer, Barack Little. Good. Today, you know, we're going to give you a little bit of broccoli in the midst of all this entertainment. (laughs) And if you've been listening to the show, you know, uh, a couple of months ago, I decided to embark on my fitness journey because... I have been sitting behind a desk in front of a microphone for two years, and it turns out that doesn't do anything good for any kind of muscular growth, and it just builds fat. So I was introduced uh, through a friend to my first personal trainer ever. I have somebody that only have done cardio, that's it, and I have obviously treated my body very poorly, but I've actually been going here for months, and not only does it build your confidence little by little, but you start to see results. Now, we're coming up on the holidays, right? Now, holidays is when we really abuse our bodies, not by podcasting or anything like that, (laughs) but with food, with laying around the couch, with hiding from your family in your bedroom, but... There is a program that my personal trainer has just started. And guys, I would not recommend this if I didn't actually believe in him and the program and what I've seen just in myself. So to talk about this program, which is a six-week program, it is my personal trainer, Barack Little. Welcome to the show. Hey. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, man. That, that was a great intro, man. I, 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 I could go it. on. I mean, you are... <laughs> You are one of the most entertaining people that I, I... I look forward to coming into the gym, not just for your music taste. Yeah. He's a big Taylor Swift fan, <laughs> big Paramore. No, he's just a great guy, but actually, you know your stuff. Give a little bit of background on how you've gotten to this point as a personal trainer. Yeah, so yeah, it's been it's been quite a road, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't think I would... You know, I don't think I grew up thinking I was going to be a trainer, but... Uh, yeah, nobody I, as a kid goes, <laughs> I want to train... I'm, I want to train out of shape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, so I mean, yeah, I definitely was, you know, an athletic kid my whole life. Played three sports in high school. Was fortunate enough to And this play. was in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, was fortunate enough to get to play college football. Uh, Colgate University up in New York. 
Uh, you know, while I was there, I was actually studying leadership psychology. So again, once again, still leadership even psychology. Yeah, is that how cult leaders are? We, we talked about <laughs> Nixium and the vow. So you were yeah. aiming to be a cult leader yep. when you got into training. Exactly. I should I should have been doing it. I, I, I guess I guess in a sense, I'm brainwashing y'all to yeah, think that way, yeah. this, this is how you should be living. He's about to lock me into a room and make me beg to get out until I have ethics. So you 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 studied this. You were yep. also playing sports. Yeah. But then at one point, you injured yourself, right? Yep. Exactly. That was that was pretty much for me the uh, the point where I knew I wanted to just learn more about not the body and the mind. Uh, so yeah, my senior year of football, you know, at that point, just like every kid playing, I'm still thinking, how can I keep this going? Am I gonna play pros? Am I gonna con- play Canadian league? But that was kind of like a reality check. Like, man, not only do I don't know if, I, if I'm make it, but and this sucks, and I need to, <laughs> I need to think about something else. So yeah, at that point, started looking at uh, master's program, and I got accepted into Florida State for a master's. It was a dual master's in sports psychology and exercise science. So sports psychology and exercise science, what is the difference between those two? Great, great question. So sports psychology, kind of um, again with the psychology name, is more of the. Uh, mental application uh, behind performance. And so instead of us just treating, you know, typical psychology is going to treat, you know, deep-seated issues, sports psychology is going to focus more on performance. Not, not hey, this dude is terrible, how do we make him better? It's like, hey, how do we make sure this person is optimally performing? So, uh, you know, op- optimal function. Some people need to be pissed off to play. Some people need to be relaxed as possible to play. Um, some people don't even realize certain, you know, external cues they're focused on is going to affect their play. So it's a, a whole lot of a, whole, a lot of stuff that every coach or maybe even every leader thinks they have, but there is actually some science behind it. So that's sports psychology. And exercise science is going to be the actual study of the body. So whereas that, the psychology is more mental, exercise science, we're learning about every bone in the body. You every really do know every bone in the body. Like yeah. I've actually asked you and I was like, oh, wow, you know, because I have knee issues. And you're like, yeah, you got to build yeah. up this part of this. And yeah. like you really do know your stuff because yeah. in my head always like why – pay for a trainer when they're yeah. just going to say lift that but you yeah. actually know the reason why you're asking somebody to do the things that they're yeah. doing right exactly i think you know for me to be to be frank i mean i i do love learning but more than anything i was trying to say yes to everybody i wanted all the money so i saw quick of my like training and coaching career some person might get hurt and if i didn't know what to do hey, i'm going to go to my therapist i'm going to go to my doctor and while again i'm not a therapist or doctor so some things are out of my scope there are a lot of things that people think they need this serious help for and really they just need somebody who knows the body and can help them through these things and so I saw I'm like look this is a lane for me to get more clients I'm like hey I can help you when you're not feeling good and so like yeah I just wanted to know everything about the body that I could so I could have as many answers as I can for any client to ask questions now a lot of people uh you know can't be in a position to afford a one-on-one trainer you know these things do cost money but you do what I thought was cool is you were starting to talk about this program you were developing which is a six-week program called what is it called strong for the holidays holidays. so it's a play on home for the holidays (laughs) so it's strong which is definitely not has never been my slogan for (laughs) the holidays but strong for the holidays means what to you yeah it, it ultimately is just saying that hey we don't have to Pack it up and, and ring it in. Again, this we all do it. I think you, you, you touched on it. Uh, we just say, oh, well, I'll get to it next year. I mean, for for me, as a trainer, January and February are usually our best months. It's like... It's because like, everybody's like, that's the new year. Let's build the it's new like, year. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's New Year's and new me. But I remember one year just kind of reading the studies on that. It's like those two months, November and December, a lot of people slack off on. When you add them up like over five years, over 10 years... Even if they're doing their thing in January and February, you're looking at about pretty much just a year of lost progress each time they decide to hang it up for the holidays. And I'm just like, that 
you don't have to start over every January. That kind of shouldn't be our mentality, and I want to help people get out of that mindset. Yeah, I was reading this book. Uh, I think it's called Atomic Habits. It's really popular. Yeah. But they were saying even in like these, you know, 0.2% over five years, <laughs> yeah. you're losing 10, you know, you can gain yeah. these by little bits of things you can do. So this program is do a six-week program that could help you in November and December. I mean, it could literally help yeah, you in any month. Exactly. But we're aiming to help people over the holidays because we have a tendency to get lazy to eat at what we think it's a, a reason to eat whatever we want yep. and to do no exercise at all because there's yep. so much good TV on. Exactly. I think it's all of those things you just said. And I think also the flip side is that we could, we do those things, but people also think that it's impossible to stay in shape while doing those things. And I want to show that, Hey, it, Hey, eat, eat what you want to, I, you know, have some moderation if you can, but it doesn't take much. And that's what this program is about as well. No workout should take more than an hour to do each day and um it, and yeah you can make me feel really bad <laughs> yeah. within an hour like you yeah. make me feel like i've got a pretty good workout yeah. within an hour so yeah. you just need to commit a little bit of time commit. so you're saying you have a six-week program developed yeah. that it'll tell you what to do each day exactly can you do this at home or do you have to go to a gym where great, do you go great question so this program is made see i told you i'm a professional yeah, i have you, great you, questions yeah, you, you, he didn't trust me he was like yeah, what are your credentials what are your hey i, I love it man i <laughs> I see, I see why they, I see why they're paying you to talk now, but no, yes, uh, it is for you can do it in the gym or out of the gym, and so a big part of it again. I'm also teaching you kind of how to you know use what you have. So every workout each day can be done with dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells, or even bands at the most basic level. Now, obviously, now, that's a stupid question. If I were to do this program and I am starting from scratch, can I get these? I mean, I see them all in here, but can I get bands on Amazon? Can I order? Is this going to be part of the program where you show where I can even get this materials? I, mean, I, I, I might need to go back into the uh, archives. Because no, and bands, add to I, mean, I, yeah. I looked at Amazon. You can buy them for like yeah. five bucks or something like yeah. that. But these things are accessible. You don't. It's yeah. not that hard to get. It's you not. Know? It's not hard at all. I mean, the, the pandemic really that was you know one of the gifts in a tough time was that it showed. How we can get do a lot of these things at home and like yes Amazon. It didn't show these. me, Barack. Yeah, what are you talking about? It definitely didn't. The fifty pounds it, oh, it did not show me. Like, well, it showed some. <laughs> yes, but yes, you Amazon. You can go Amazon and get all of these things for cheap. And again, you will. I also explain how to do everything, even body weight. So if for some reason you don't even you don't want to spend any money on equipment. These things can be done body weight as well, and uh, within the program, I'm gonna I, I explain in their videos, and they're talking about everything. Okay, so you have videos too. It's not yeah. just it's not just lift ten out. pounds five times. Yeah. We actually get to see because I notice also with your workouts, which I hate, yeah. there are there is a proper form to yeah. it. You know, like you're like chest out, butt yeah, out, like yeah. this, and that's the frustrating part because you're like, I can lift it, but yeah, you know, I look exactly. like like a weird <laughs> pose. But you're like, you got to keep your chest like this, yeah. so you can actually see a visual representation as well as just a written down exactly. precisely. Every exercise is going to have a video hyperlinked with it, um, you know, so you can really understand and see how to do these things. And um, also, there's going to be a group, uh, a community. So if you join the Strong for the Holidays for the six weeks. We're gonna have a group and community where you're gonna have access again. I'm not. You're not gonna get the one-on-one -on -one access that Ryan's getting right now. But there's gonna be a group where you can ask these questions, and I'm gonna answer them as quick as possible. And if not, there might be somebody else in the community that knows the answer. And I just want to say too, you guys, just so you know, I'm very honest with you guys. I do pay for my workouts. This is not for trade or anything. I actually believe, yep. like, this has given me a lot more confidence. And it's not like my. I'm not ripped or anything like that. Yeah. But it's given me. 
Besides yesterday when I got my flu and booster shot, which was a mistake, you guys know I used to get sick once a month, like without a doubt. And I have not, and I'm blaming this on the flu and booster shot. This was the only yesterday that I felt bad. I have not been sick and I work so much each day. You guys know, and I accredit that just to being able to go to a gym for three days a week to to continue hiking. And, you know, you're not going to see these massive, I'm not having a six pack all of a sudden, but what I am having is more energy. I'm having, uh, I feel better about myself psychologically and it's just less sickness in my body overall. So how do we sign up for these things and like the thing I was asking you the other day like do I have to sign up by a certain date what yep. if I miss what if, what if I start like at the after Thanksgiving accidentally can I do that yeah, oh yeah you can you can start whenever and I do want to say you you made a great point before I answered that about just the other benefits and it's, that's purposely why I call this strong for the holidays I could have called it shredded for the holidays or beautiful for the holidays but I want like strong is kind of just the psychology psychological both you're gonna feel good physically but also mentally so I just wanted to point that out but as far as starting this up hey any point you can start this at any point so the uh I will have the, the site up to join for the entire six weeks going on um and I, obviously if you uh we will scale, uh, scale it accordingly obviously if you're starting you know with two weeks to go uh, you know, we'll, we'll work on something. You won't have to pay the full price at the beginning. But yes, you can start whenever. Uh, the program is built so that, yes, we have six week worth of workouts. But no, if you start a week late, two weeks late, you're still going to be able to get those benefits. And you get to take the workout too. Um, I'm calling it strong for the holidays, but it's not like the workout plan just evaporates January 1. So no, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing is that unfortunately, I mean, I, I keep saying unfortunately, but yeah. unfortunately, I'm realizing I have to make this a part of my life. Yep. Unfortunately. Like, even yeah. if I go someplace and you guys know, like, the stuff yeah. going on with my mom I have to go back and yeah. forth and it's like I want to be able to then not just forget about exercise completely when something goes wrong you want to have a program or something to fall back on and not feel like you're alone in a fitness journey now I'm lucky enough or but you know to, to, to do this one-on-one right now because I don't have the confidence yet to be in a group yeah. class but also this really really helps but I saw some of this program and I was like that would actually be cool for the people that listen to this show you know I have such a I think it's like a 95 percent female audience yeah. and I have a lot of dudes too but it's yeah. mainly women but it's also women that are like I want to get in shape I'm at yeah. home all the time I know you guys you're like I love listening to you while I clean my kitty litter box you can listen yeah. to this while you're lifting weights <laughs> yeah. you know 100% wait do you have playlists you put along with this you should put your playlist oh while you're man <laughs> so you're like man you're the, you're the guy with this the ideas like, man <laughs> you know this, oh my goodness what, what are the things that uh, really trip us up mentally over the holidays that you yeah. found that we should should, like, what are the thoughts that are going yeah. through people's minds now that are listening to this going, that sounds cool, yeah. but... Yeah, I think a lot of times people have this thing where it's it's just like, if I'm not if I'm not all in, then I shouldn't do it at all. I think especially in fitness, some people have that personality with other things as well, but I, I notice it a lot in fitness. It's like, hey, if I'm, if I'm not all in, eating perfectly, working out perfectly, I shouldn't do this. When, like you just said, it's a lifestyle change. It is... Even even if your goal isn't to go in here and lose 10 pounds over the holidays, how about we just try to keep the same way we're at right now? And so I think it's just more of that thinking in moderation and the psychological benefits. So yeah, that the one thing is just thinking you have to be all in. Two is the timing thing we, we mentioned. Think People thinking like, look, I don't have time for that. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to allocate three hours of my day during the holidays for that. No. Take an hour, and honestly, a lot of these things can be done even quicker. So the timing thing, and then yeah, just lastly, understanding that I, I even said it, you know, on the site. You'll see use the use the food as fuel. Uh, you you could you could 
attest yourself. I always ask you what you've eaten because food is a, is a good thing. I think we think of food as bad, bad, bad. But hey, like I know I love me some yams, macaroni, <laughs> and all that for Thanksgiving. All I hear is extra carbs. I mean, I should have more energy when I go to the gym. After <laughs> so, so there is good ways to use food and not just yeah. to uh, punish yourself until yeah. the meal's over when I hate myself. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> um, so, okay, so that's a, uh, a pitfall too. And then also I noticed that, uh, you know, in these things, do you also put the, like, I was fascinated when we do a set, you know, you take a two minute break in between yeah. each set. So, I mean, do you spell this out for yeah. people like me, dummies? Like, yeah. is this way, I mean, like, can like I read this and understand or is it written yeah. in some kind of gobbledygook that yeah. only, <laughs> uh, only weightlifters know yeah. how to deal with this? Yeah, no, so good. So I really try to make it as general as possible. There will be a couple names. You might see the name Dive Bomber on there and be like, what the hell is that? That's why videos attached. But, <laughs> but uh but no, I, I keep it very simple and I also I have a couple of videos that I have you watch before you so I, I got it formatted pretty nicely, but you'll see before you even start the program, watch a video where I'm literally talking similar to this, explaining how I break down each segment. So you know how we do what we call supersets, for example. Supersets are doing multiple re exercises before you rest. You'll see them written together as like one A, one B, one C. And so I'm gonna explain it. That means do A, B, and C before you rest. And so any Anything you'll see on there is going to be pretty spelled out. And if I think it's something that you might be confused about, there's going to be a video link attached. Okay. So this all sounds really simple. How do I sign up for this program? Also, what is your, I'm going to put this all in hyperlinks, you guys, and I'll put it in my Instagram stories as well on Monday. Yeah. But um, how do I follow you on Instagram? Yep. So you can follow me at Rock B Training. That's R-O-C-K. B, that's Rock B, my nickname, and then training, T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G. That's a tough word to spell. I never noticed that. What's your OnlyFans? <laughs> no, no, so Rock B training, will that, is that where I sign up for this, or how yeah, do so I sign Yeah, so there'll up be a link there, so uh, there is a direct link. I probably, I should make that pretty. It's a long name, so I'm not going to yeah, say yeah, the name but it'll link, be but, in but, but yeah, if you, if you go to my page, it'll be a direct link right uh, in my bio, and then yeah, we'll hyperlink it in the story as well, but uh, yeah, it's strong for the holidays. You'll see the link. Uh, all you have to do is click sign up now, then you just do your, your email address, you'll get an email with the program, but you'll also get access to a portal that explains the kind of the community group and also has some welcome videos in it. And you guys, I will also put this in the show description notes on Monday. And I'm also going to do, and Brock doesn't know this, but in like the second week of December, he's going to come back on and we're going to say where we should be and what we should uh. be looking out for the end of the year. Because I really do like that aspect of the mentality of... I'm already looking at, well, January, I guess I'll start learning to be a good person yeah. again. Like you could actually start right now, and it yeah. doesn't mean starving yourself. It doesn't exactly. mean, but it means putting a little bit of activity into your day so you can enjoy the rest of your day and stay healthy and happy over the holidays, yeah. right? Exactly. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know about you. I don't know if this is just the, the trainer in me, man, but I just I get so much more excited to eat those big meals after I get a good workout in. Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah. like, if you can give yourself an excuse for that, yeah. that's all you need. Um, has your, I mean, does your whole family back in Atlanta like work out? Were you like abnormal? Because I know you, grew up doing that. Were you did three that's sports. A, you that's, were doing... a, that's a, gr a good question. No, I, my family's definitely very athletic, but I think a common thing, the irony is, I feel like most athletes, if they don't get into this field after they're done playing, they get out of shape even more than the common person because we were able to eat whatever we wanted and do whatever we wanted our whole lives. Then it kind of catches up with age. So I'm actually making this challenge. I actually have. 
a bunch of my close friends and family back in Atlanta where I'm at. I'll be going, I'll be starting this challenge back in Atlanta for the holidays and we're going to do it as a group workout. So I'm challenging them to come in. So I have a lot of family doing this challenge with me as well. So I'm excited about that. Last thing also, this is just because like, hey, I have knee issues. Some people might have arm issues. Some people might. How do you deal with like yeah. little issues like that in the program? Right. And also... It also brings up, you said there is a community aspect yep. to this, so they, if they do have a question, exactly. they will have a chance to ask you in the community aspect portion exactly. of this program, right? Yeah, precisely. So you can ask any questions, and if you have anything wrong, like, the program is really designed where you can get benefits, even if you skip, if you, if you see an exercise that's just going to hurt you, skip it, but I also, I have a full list of um, warm-up and also just mobility exercise mobility increasing the range of motion somewhere that you'll see and they have videos attached so you might just want let's say if you're you have a shoulder issue focus on those ones that I have is shoulder focused uh, mobility improvement and do those maybe in place of the heavier shoulder exercise and so like yeah you will be able to work through the program and yes it is designed in a way that even if you have to miss out a certain portion of exercise each day or each week, you're still going to get plenty of benefits out of it. Well, um, and I guess finally, and the last question is, what's up with Kanye? What's up with... <laughs> <laughs> we can't avoid it. We, we can... joke about it now. We talk about that all the time in the workout. Anyways, oh, so Barack Little, uh, the program is is strong for the holidays. Yeah, strong for the holidays. Oh, yeah, and I wanted to add in, anybody that's a So Bad is Good listener, uh, we will have a discount code for you all. I got, again, my man Ryan, I appreciate him having me on. On. So yeah, if you use so bad it's strong. So bad it's strong. That's it. Finally, that actually makes my title of the podcast sound good. Oh yeah, you got to use that code to get fifteen. fifteen percent okay. off on the program. I better have some of you guys sign up, yeah. or I'm just going to call you pussy for the rest of your life. And I, I, I know you don't mind me talking that way about you, but I'm telling you, this guy really has like really uh, broadened the horizons for what I do and gave me hope for my future and for my health. So I would love to share that with you. And I also want to make I want to make him come on yeah. at a certain point and make him watch one of the trash shows that we watch and uh, give his comments about that so I in doing that. this if you guys some of you guys sign up for this i bet he'll do that for me yeah um but have a happy thanksgiving to you and your family and you guys i'm telling you try this out you won't regret it and i'm going to keep bugging you about it okay anything else Nah, you you covered it great but i would just say hey this is for anybody i promise you will see results there's a common a combination of if you if you're looking to get stronger if you're looking to look better if you're looking to just improve your cardio there's something in there for you or improve your mental yeah, like, oh, honestly, exactly that, that, i mean improve what, like like how you yes. feel about yourself yes. you know it's, it's an all-inclusive comprehensive program so i'm looking forward to having some of y'all join okay, happy holidays that is my trainer i am so proud to be training with barack little and moving right along our last guest today and remember we have timestamps so you you can skip around. You can listen to the show however you want, but I think there is just gold in all of these people. Uh, so we end today with a first-person account. Boots on the ground, as they call it. Harry Styles, of course, in the news today in our pop culture roundup because him and Olivia Wilde are on a break. Now, we get to talk today to two women, two young women who went to the Harry Styles concert at the Kia Forum in Los Angeles. They're not even from Los Angeles. They flew in for the show and they camped out outside the venue to be on the floor and close to the one, the only Harry Styles. Oh my God, my voice sounded so creepy when I said that. But uh, we do have two girls. Maritza uh, knows these ladies and they were just the best. They're not used to doing podcasts. And it's like my favorite type of person to interview because 
what it basically talks about is just our love of pop culture, right? Like whether you love Harry Styles, whether you love Batman, I'm talking about myself, whether you love the Jonas Brothers, whether you love uh, Angelina Jolie, whether you love the Power Rangers, rest in peace to the one Power Ranger that passed away this weekend, whether you love whatever, love it with pride. These pop culture figures They raise us in so many ways. They make us happy when the world is so, so bad sometimes. So there's nothing to be ashamed for. So when I hear stories, I want to hear more stories about people's travels to go see something that makes them happy. And these two ladies, Rachel and Nicole, uh, tell us their story about going to Harry Styles last week. And it's just so fun just to talk to people that are doing something for just the love of a person or a song or a movie or a TV show, because that's what we all do. We commune here and we talk about all the things that we love. And when Meditza told me, Hey, do you want to talk to, uh, they went to the Harry style. I'm like, yeah, I want to talk to them, please. And I'm sure they were like, why does this old man want to talk to us? But we had the best conversation. It's a quick 25-minute interview, but we get, to, we get to learn what it's like to be boots on the ground at a Harry Styles concert from camping out, from buying the tickets to camping out to actually watching the show, and then they get to give us their opinion on the Olivia Wilde breakup. So here they are, Rachel and Nicole. Welcome back to iHeartRadio. So bad it's good. Today, we have a very special segment that I'm very excited about because we get to actually, I wanted to see this man in concert. You know, I'm actually a Harry Styles fan after I saw him uh, at Coachella this past year. And he did 15 nights at the Forum in California. He had to cancel a couple of those nights because he has had the flu. I think Olivia Wilde, I'm going to blame that on Olivia Wilde. But regardless, we have two women with us today who not only went to the show last week, but also camped out for the show. Rachel and Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, Hi. Hi, guys. Um, so I know this is not your normal thing. I know this is weird that I requested to do this, but Maritza, who you guys know, who works with me, said and was showing pictures. So you guys, how long ago did you guys buy these tickets? Um, so I bought the tickets in May of this okay, year. Okay, May of this year. And did you get what, like, did you get floor tickets? I mean, like, how hard was it to get the tickets to begin with? So um. I signed up for the American Express pre-sale uh, and I was scrambling to try to find somebody who had an Amex. Um, so my- <laughs> wait, wait, is that how, and that's how I became friends with Nicole because you had an Amex. Yeah. <laughs> so it was actually one of my other friends. She let me use her Amex. Um, so I was selected, like you have to, you have to put your name in and then they'll email you if you're picked. So I was selected. Um, so I was able to get those before the general sale. Um, it was like a battlefield trying to get them though, because when you go in, <laughs> when it's t- when it's your time to go in it, on the computer, you, when it's your time to go in. Yes. Okay. Yes, you, walk, you go on the computer, yeah. you go to Ticketmaster. Actually, I think I was working, so I was doing it from my phone. <laughs> um, so you go in and you select tickets and automatically it says sorry another fan grabbed these before you or it says <laughs> okay. something like that yeah. so it took about like 30 minutes 
to get them, but I was finally able to get three floor tickets. Um, Boy, you at- got floor tickets at the forum, like, and that that yes. that sounds that's really good. That means you're right on the floor, right next to the stage, and there's not seating there, right? So it's like first right. come, first serve. Right. Um, okay, so you got those in May, and now. We're in the month of November, I believe. And by the way, this is this is fascinating too because this is what just happened with the Taylor Swift sale, you guys, which we talk about on today's episode, which that was completely mangled because Ticketmaster did a verified fan pre-sale. So many people, they didn't even go on general sale to the public. So you guys got your tickets through an Amex pre-sale. So when, like, what made you, like, if I was there, I would just show up a couple hours before and just walk in to the floor. But why did you guys not do that? What made you, what made you need to camp out to go in? So that was initially our plan was to just, was not to camp, just show up and like right before it started. Um, But then I, we, so there was three of us and we had a group chat and we were just talking about it. And I think Nicole was the one who was like, well, if we're going to have pit <laughs> tickets, we might as well try to get as close as we can. So <laughs> this is, Nicole was like, this is our chance. We cannot blow this. Yeah. I don't really remember it being me that suggested <laughs> it, but Esther and the other girl said it was me. So I'm assuming it was because I've okay. been planning this for months. So it could have been me and I've just forgotten. But okay. I agree. Like if you have like a really good opportunity, you might as well like make the most of it. I do agree with Nicole on this, actually. I do. I just like, but did you read online that other people were camping out? Because like, I would, I would not know that people were camping out for these shows. Was that like, did you look online and see that other people were doing this? For me, I think it was TikTok videos that I saw of other girls camping for other shows. Um, gotcha. Cause I know they did it at like at Madison square garden. Um, Cause he was in New York before LA. So um, and then Austin and Chicago as well. So I was like researching, meaning watching TikTok videos um, <laughs> to see like what, like, because a lot of people post like tips and tricks on like how yeah. to do it. And, and so that was nice. Um, so you, just to be correct though, this is in Los Angeles and you guys don't live in Los Angeles. Is that correct? Correct. We live in Arizona. So you guys drove all the way. Okay. So what day was the show? Was it this past Thursday or Wednesday or Tuesday? Or when was it? The show was on Tuesday. We actually flew out. It's so crazy. We are ridiculous. We, we booked our flights to actually fly out the morning of the show. Okay. Um, and then as we started talking about camping, we changed our flight to the night before. Uh, to, and I don't think we would have landed till around like 11 PM. And That's then. Too late. Yeah. So then we changed it again to land around like 445 so that we could go get in line. So we ended up changing our flight twice. Wait, did you please um, say you had refundable tickets? Please don't say you bought three different. No, 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 no. Okay. It, we ha- I think we've ended up paying like maybe $10 more um, to switch okay. our flight, but it wasn't any, we weren't going to do it if it was anything crazy. Um, You come to beautiful Los Angeles, you touch down, and instead of going to any of the cool places in Los Angeles, do you guys go right to the forum to start camping and waiting in line? Yeah, pretty much. So we landed, (laughs) we landed on Monday evening uh, around like, I think like five, we went and checked into the hotel, which was like 10 minutes from the venue. Wait, you got a hotel. Well, why did you need a hotel if you're, you're camping? Oh, because wait, okay, wait, I'll, I'll find that out. You got a hotel and then you went to the line. 
Yes. Um, so that was Monday night and the concert was Tuesday. So were you first we, in line? How many people were before you at that point? Um, Nicole, do you remember how many people? There were like hundreds of like there were hundreds of people in front of us. Um, there were what? a ton of tents already. Like people had been there days. Oh, wait, are you kidding me? Yeah. So we were kind of like last. Like we were kind of last to show up, at least for the people camping, because the majority of the people who showed up after us, they camped in our general area. So we kind of got to see who else was showing up um, to set up tents and stuff like that. No, but how do you because he was doing these nights consecutively, right? Like, how did they like know which night you were camping out for? Well, there are like girls. um, I don't actually know how they set this up, but there was like an unofficial like setup situation that the majority of the people camping were just aware of so like when we arrived I had to go look for these girls um that were like giving out these like temporary wristbands so it wasn't associated with Kia Forum at all it was purely fan setup and if you were (laughs) like it's just like an unspoken thing that everybody knew or like if you didn't know they would direct you to go find these people to get your number so there were like fan leaders that you like, you have to go see Butch to get the wristband and then you Butch will let you in. Like there was, this wasn't associated with Harry Styles or Kia. This was like the fandom had done this themselves. Yeah, it was purely fan setup. Wow. Was, okay, so when you get there, are you already bummed out that you're like hundreds of people back or are you okay? Well, I'm not sure we really realized how many people were there because- the, the tents go around the road, so you're not even really able to see exactly how many people. So, like, when I was walking, that's when I started to realize, like, oh, whoa, there's, like, a lot of people here. But even then, like, there may have only been, like, 100 tents, but each tent had, like, four people in it. So you just don't really grasp how many people are there until the next morning. Now, is there any fun event? I mean, are you guys doing sing-alongs out there? What do you, I mean, is, it, is everybody making friends, or is it, like, a, a rough and tough, scary group? Oh, no, no. I made friends with like we made friends with people. The girls we camped in the middle of were super nice. And I would say 99% of the people I encountered were very nice. Wait, wait, 99%. Was there anybody that you encountered that was scary and rude? Um, not scary. Um, because realistically they're all teenage girls. So I'm like, I'm not afraid <laughs> of teenage girls. Um, but there were definitely I am, geez. There were definitely some people that were like kind of rude and we witnessed that a lot more the next morning when it was like time to line up. Cause I feel like everybody was like desperate to get a good line and spot. So that's when they started to get kind of like rude with one yeah. another. So, okay. So the next morning, so what, what, what's the process? You get a wristband to get on the floor and then you can go back to the hotel and shower or what, how does that, how did, did how does it work? Well, so the the idea was that if you had the unofficial wristband that was set up by the fans, that you would honor that wristband number when you got in line the next morning to get your official Kia Forum wristband. And that started um, like 10 a.m. or something like that? Well, the official Kia Forum uh, wristband started being doled out around 9, but the fans started lining up around 8. Oh. Okay, so you you... I mean, do you get any sleep that night at all, or are you... I mean, it just feels like a really, and you set up an actual tent or you just have sleeping bags. We set up an actual tent because, um, me and Rachel flew, but the other girl that joined us, she actually drove out. So she brought like 
a tent and chairs and blankets <laughs> and hand warmers and like everything you would need to like she brought snacks so it was like a whole setup yeah you can't set but you you know it's it is guys just so you know the forum is like a actual neighborhood you can't set up like a fire you know it's not camping you just have it's like sidewalks and stuff like that exactly yeah no no actual warmth just like hand warmers <laughs> and blankets Okay, so you start lining up around eight. They start passing them out around nine and you get your wristband and that just allows you to come back at what time to get on the floor? We had to come back. Um, we had to be back. They said, do not come. They said to come between three and 3.30 because at four, if you're not in line by four, they'll cut your wristband off and you have what? to go to the back of the line. Yes. So I actually talked to one of the security guards and because she was kept repeating herself, don't be late, don't be late when you come back. And I said, have people been late? And she said, yes, every show we have to cut off girls wristbands and they're crying and they have to go to the back of the line. <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK, so if they say three o'clock, I don't trust these Harry Styles. That means they're going to be there. Why? Why even leave? I feel like then they're going to start lining up at one o'clock just to be there for three o'clock. Well, when you come back. You get in line by the number on your wristband. That's the actual forum wristband. So it's oh, not. Oh, okay. Don't just, yeah, it, it goes. Okay, that makes sense. This time. So what so, was your number? Um, Nicole, I believe, had two seventy nine. Um, the other girl with us, she had two eighty, and I had two eighty one. Okay, great. So those are those are a couple hundred people. So then, what time are you allowed? So you get you get back, you get ready. You, you, uh, did you guys dress special for Harry? Did you have boas or anything? We did. Um, the other girl <laughs> that was with us, she she bought a boa. Um, I I wore polka dot pants because his whole like um, wardrobe this time has been like polka dots and yeah. random patterns and um, so yeah, that was that was fun. So uh, what time do you guys actually go in? Because then the goal is, do you have a goal in mind? Like, let's get to the, because guys, he performs in the round, which is in the middle. Like, you know, he has a big circle stage in the middle of uh, the venues he performs at. So he can perform for everybody. But I imagine on the floor, you can push yourself right up to that, that front of that circle. Did you have a plan to do that going in? Did you guys start talking about strategy? So I feel like um, there was a girl on TikTok who made sort of like a map of where he starts singing songs. Um, oh my gosh. Kind of, yeah. So that was nice. Um, he does switch it up a little bit, so it's not exact. But so we kind of based where we wanted to stand off of that. But once, so we, we got in line at four. I don't think we still, we went through security. Nicole, do you remember? Was it like five? Yeah, they moved us through security at five, but then they made us wait another hour, like directly in front of like the doors until six. Oh my gosh. Okay. And so you get in there and you, you know, the plan and where the plan is, where do you want to be for the first song? And what is the first song that he plays? Is it as it was? No, it was actually daydreaming. So as we don't, we had kind of a plan, but as soon as we walked in, I think our goal was just to find a spot that didn't have that was as close to the stage as we could get. So Nicole's actually the one who found the best spot. Um, it was second row behind barricade. So she talked to the girls um, that were at 
barricade um, and they had been there the night before and showed her pictures of what their view was like. Um, so we decided oh. to stay right there. So, um, okay, so the barricade is just like, uh, like an actual like metal barricade that you can't go past. Right. Right. Okay. So your second row though, there's no seats though, there, or are there seats on the floor? No seats. Okay. So these, these are just like rows that people are like making themselves. Like yeah, this is a just, row. Yes. So most people sat down because we were there. It was, I think it was about like six 30 ish by the time we like got in and got down to the floor and found our spot. Um, and the opener didn't go on until eight and Harry. Oh doesn't my gosh. So we Who's were the, just, who was the opener? Uh, ben Harper. Oh, I like Ben Harper. Um, but Ben Harper. Wow. Okay. So Ben Harper's the opener. He goes on at eight. You have the second row. So you're in a good spot, but like, don't you realize, I mean, are you scared the moment that, you know, the lights go down, people are just every concert I've gone to people just push. Are you ready for that pushing? Like, is that a thought in your head? Personally, I've been into other, like, I've been to other concerts where I've been in the pit and the pushing here was nothing compared to those. Like I still felt moderately safe in this pit, but <laughs> other shows where I was like, if it keeps going, I might have to leave, but wait, what, wait, what are the, what are the more intense shows you've been to that, that the, the pushing was more intense? Are we talking like heavy metal or are you talking about pop artists? Like, um, like I went to a show for Childish Gambino, like when his like one album came out that got super popular and that was kind of intense. And then I went to a, we have a local festival called pot of gold and, um, Post Malone was playing. So we were there for Post Malone. But that was the person, it was very hit like his fans were fine, but we had to line up with the other artists' crowds and the the people that played before him, his crowds were really rough and they were like pushing and like your hair was getting pulled. It was nuts. So the Harry Styles was like nothing compared to that. Well, that's good to hear because I was I was scared that you guys would end up getting thrown up against the barricades, and that feels like really potentially scary. So none of that did happen. And by the way, Maritza sent me a photo, and I don't know, I'll get your approval if I can post it tomorrow when this comes out. But you got, I mean, you're right there. Like I, you're like literally right in front of Harry Styles. Yes, we were. It it was uh, quite an experience. I, I had never been, I've never been in pit before for any show that I've ever been to. So it's, it um, sounds like Nicole lives in the pit. Nicole <laughs> is very yeah. used to pits. Um, but so, so what, what I'm saying is, was all of this worth it? Was all of it worth it? Because it did look like you were insanely close. Like sometimes I have this thing of like, I'll build something up in my head that I'm so excited for. And then I go there and I don't actually appreciate the moment. Were you guys fully in the moment and loving it? Or were you like, Oh, this is okay. I would say it was a hundred percent worth it. Um, for me, we actually, I actually made eye contact with him and he's, that's what I hear you guys. Medita says so, Harry style. Are is it true, Rachel, that you are the reason him and Olivia Wilde announced their breakup <laughs> this week? Is I'm hearing rumors that there was eye contact made. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's a coincidence <laughs> that that happened three days after we made eye contact. Um, but yeah, I would say it was worth it. Uh, he puts on an amazing show and I love how he just, and he always interacts with his fans and um, I would say, yes, it's worth it. Nicole, what about for you? Sorry, I was still on mute. Um, no, I still think it was worth it. And like, I think I'm technically sick because of sleeping on the street because like <laughs> my throat hurts. 
but honestly when I think back about it like I no longer remember like kind of how it, miserable it was to just be like on the side yeah. of the road at like, 5 a.m um it was a fun story and we got to meet a lot of cool people and everybody was so much nicer than I expected um and, and that's, that's what I love that's what I love help. about concerts is that like you know, at its best, you see so many people that are so happy in one spot and you always get to meet like some really, really great people. That's been always my experience. And that's why I love music festivals. Uh, but Harry Styles, that was my first time seeing him. And I was shockingly impressed with how good of a performer he was just because I'm not a, you know, shot. I know you guys are shocked. I'm not a huge boy band guy, but he was really, really good. And I really like uh, his solo albums. So I wanted to go to this, but I'm glad it was worth it for you guys. What was the set list? Was there anything? What's your favorite song on the set list for you guys? Um. So for me, there's one song called Medicine that it's actually hasn't been on any of his albums. He has just played it at shows, um, but he doesn't play it at every show. So I actually went to two of his concerts last year that he didn't play it at. So I was praying that he would play it. This wait, time Rachel, you've been, wait, 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 Rachel, this is your third Harry Styles just this year. No, uh, my first this year, I went to Nashville last year in September. And then I came to the one that was in Glendale, um, Arizona, Arizona yeah. that was in November of last year. So Nicole, what are you, what are you eight, eight up to eight, eight this year? What are you, how, how many have you seen Nicole? Um, I've only seen one more than Rachel because the majority of them, me and her have seen together, but I happened to be in New York when he was performing and I was able to get myself a ticket for Madison Square Garden. So I went to that one. Um, Wait, Nicole, how do you just happen to be there? That was a plan. You didn't tell no, Rachel No, it really wasn't. It. You no, didn't no. tell Rachel and you happened to be in New York. That's come on. So you no, were at I the Madison get... Square Garden one. And was that better than the forum one or was it the same, same of awesomeness? I mean- I think the, the forum one was a little more special, but um, we've always had great seats regardless of what show. Like we've been very lucky. Like our national tickets were insane. Um, our Glendale ones were pretty good too. And that was like a super last minute purchase. And then my Madison Square Garden ticket was pretty good too. And Nicole, what was your favorite song of the set? Uh, well, my favorite song of the set would be Matilda, but my favorite song of his, he didn't perform this tour, so... Wait, and Matilda, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that his manager's daughter? No, um, there is like no one, no one knows exactly like who like Matilda is a reference to. He's just mentioned it was like about a friend of his who like told him a story. Okay. Um, did we notice any celebrities at the concert? Yes. James Corden. Oh, the stars were out. James Corden, by the way, the night before, I think you guys was when Kylie Kendall and Haley Bieber were there, but you guys got, you guys got James Corden. So that's not as exciting. I think. I guess it depends on who you're a fan of. (laughs) Are you, are you guys big Corden fans? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) But by the way, isn't that weird? The Harry Styles is like BFFs with James Corden. I try not to think about it. Yeah. Like it almost ruins him in my eyes a little bit. Like, I'm like, dude, why are you doing that? I think it's because I think they've been friends for years. So at this point, they have the same manager, right? Like, don't they have the same like guy that produces James shows best friends with Harry? Oh, uh, Ben Winston. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. So what did he close with? What was the closing song? Uh, He closes with Kiwi. 
Okay. And does he play any uh, One Direction songs? He does. He does. Um, what makes you beautiful? Uh, I actually do. You know what? I'm man enough to admit I really like that song. Okay. So, <laughs> so overall, concert was amazing. Camping was all right. You guys remained safe. Nothing troubling happened uh, that you, you know that you'll admit here. But it sounds like you were safe. So then the news comes out this week, you guys, that which we talk about on today's episode in the pop culture roundup portion, that Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles decide to take a break. I believe is the quote. Were you guys expecting this? Did you see Olivia Wilde there this night? Did you? I mean, I I honestly thought they were going to be together for a very long time from everything that I had heard. What were you guys hearing in in line? Was there any rumors about this in camping? Um, So I actually agree with you. I thought they were in it for the long haul. Um, So when it broke on Friday, I, I immediately texted Nicole and Alex, the other girl we were with, and I was like, what is going on? Because she was at the concert with her daughter and her son. So Harry's Harry's close with. I know. I know Harry gets along with her kids. I think they because I know there was like even in the divorce proceedings or not divorce proceedings, but the custody proceedings at one point, she wanted to move the kids to get a place with Harry overseas. Yes. Um, Nicole, do we like Olivia Wilde? I'm indifferent to Olivia Wilde. I wasn't <laughs> like, and it has nothing to do with Harry Styles. I'm just indifferent to her. Um, but I also thought they were going to be together for a while because I didn't really feel as if I know everyone says this was like a PR relationship, but I was like, I don't think How it was, are they yeah. benefiting from it. Like they both look kind of awful. So I was yeah, like, that's, it, love, okay. Like, Nicole, Nicole, guys, what Nicole's saying, you guys, is exactly what I say all the time is that you've got to like the Kardashians get hit with this a lot. Is that like, it, you know, PR, sure, but remember, this almost look, makes them look bad in so many ways. And especially recently when all of the stuff with the housekeeper came out. So the cost risk benefit doesn't really add up sometimes. And so I want wonder really how much of that played into the decision to take a break with all of the bad press that came in about the housekeeper a couple of weeks ago. But I will say, uh, by the way, did you guys like, uh, don't worry, darling. I I did. did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was, it was just good. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, it was, it was, it was fine, but supposedly Harriet hooked up with Florence Pugh and then, hooked up with Olivia Wilde and then Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde supposedly don't like each other anymore. And I'm like, wow, how did Harry Styles, like Harry Styles seems to potentially be the troublemaker. Do you guys agree? Or do you think Olivia Wilde was to blame for Florence Pugh being mad at her? Um. So I, my thought is like, we really don't ever really know what happened. Um, but I think most of it was because or this is what I heard is that yeah. Olivia Wilde was so in like infatuated with Harry that Florence Pugh kind of had to take over on set for some things. Um, oh. and, and, and after that whole, that, that video leaked of her that she, that Olivia Wilde sent to Shia. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. With the come back to the, that was, that was, that was really weird. And I mean, we already see that Olivia Wilde was out on the red carpet, I believe, last night. She was looking great. I mean, she's always on these red carpets. Um, Do we, I mean, like, I mean, Harry Styles is, you guys are Harry fans. You can never be against Harry, um, but you can be disappointed sometimes in his behavior, I'm sure. Who would you like to see Harry date next besides you guys? (laughs) Um, 
thought that he would look really cute with with Florence Pugh. Yeah, um, I know. I, I think so too, actually. Nicole, what do you gonna think? Just going to throw Taylor Swift into the match. Like, I love Taylor oh, Swift. Wait, didn't, they already, didn't they already date, though? Yeah, but that would be a great, like, second chance love story. Okay, now this is one I threw out to, on today's episode, which people are going to hate me for. But don't you think Kim Kardashian will beg to date Harry Styles because Pete Davidson is dating Amrata now? And I think Kim Kardashian, the only way that she can do something nobody would expect would be to date Harry Styles. Now, I don't think Harry Styles would ever date Kim Kardashian, but I would imagine that Kim Kardashian would do anything to date Harry Styles. He dated one of her sisters. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. They don't care. They don't play by the same rules as all of us. Um, I mean... I, I suppose that's true. I know the Kardashians love to date each other's partners. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't really see Kim Kardashian being his type. He does seem to like older women. So I guess she is older than him. But yes, I don't know. that's yeah. Um, okay. Well, Rachel and Nicole, you were really great sports for doing this for me. Uh, Medita texted me about this and I was like, yeah, I want to talk to people that camped out at Harry Styles. And you really did take us through that experience. Is there anything else that you'd like everybody to know or anything else you'd like to say or any way to support? I don't think you guys have a podcast yet, but is there anything we can do to support you guys? Um, I don't, I just want to say if, if you have a chance to go see Harry Styles in person do it, it's, 100% 100% worth it. And not even necessarily in the pit. Just go to his show. It's really fun. <laughs> if you guys have the chance to camp out for a night at Harry Styles, I suggest it. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. So go see Harry Styles. What about you, Nicole? Um, I mean, I would echo her sentiment. And also that I think if you ever see like a video making it seem like the girls that go to these shows are like really mean and catty, like don't believe it. That was just one person's experience. I had a really good experience. And honestly, like, I would love to do it again, just because all the like women we met were so nice and like helpful and friendly. And it was just an awesome experience. Yeah, I like that. I love, I love oh, that. Yes. I love, I think, I think people tend to harp on the negative and it kind of ruins sometimes people's experiences before they get to actually experience it. So it's nice to hear from you guys that you did have a positive experience. And I'm sure you do not have to tell people to go see Harry Styles because I think everyone wants to go see him already. So uh, I hopefully I'll go get to be able to see, wait, so now he goes overseas and tours for like another six months, right? Well, he's in Mexico right now. And then he comes back to the U S in January to play um, the shows that he was sick for that. He had a, oh, uh, Will you be coming back for those? We hope so. Really? Are you going to try in January? That was like the plan. Oh my God. Okay. So if this happens, you will be hearing these girls for part two of this interview (laughs) in January. But until then, Rachel and Nicole, thank you so much for doing this today. This was so enjoyable for me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Betches.